cable. I, t- I like my a la carte style. You know, I, I can watch. Like, there's great movie channels I have and stuff, and that PBS stuff that I watch. And hey, Bailey's here. But uh, but I can't. That's uh, good. Good to see you, Bailey. Good he's here. working too. He's he's breaking the law while he listens. Breaking the law. Breaking da, 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 da. What have you ever watched the video for Judas Priest breaking the law? Have you ever seen it? Isn't the it gay? It, well, well, Alfred was. Uh, gay. Isn't it? Isn't it giant? The, isn't it a giant fuck what's the lead singer's name rob alford isn't it he's like a giant man running around a city or something no, like no, that th- th- that that you might be confusing with turbo lover okay confu- which is so when you look at him <laughs> dancing in turbo which the video came out in 1987 that was a rumor back in the 80s i think he's gay no he's not i was not a pr- priest man and uh but when you watch the video for Turbo Lover, it's like there is no way on earth he's not gay. He looks like he should be singing in I Wham. Mean, their you know? skin, it's their skin is leather, basically. <laughs> I'm your Turbo Lover. I don't no. think anyone was shocked when he came out. They no. shouldn't have been, at least. The, the, when, 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 but when breaking the law, breaking the law is the video is like these guys, the, the, the band is driving around like, you know, shitty run down early 80s, late 70s England, which it was. And, and they go in and they rob a bank while singing Breaking the Law. <laughs> They're basically breaking the law by, you know, by, through rock and roll. Gah, 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 robbing gah, gah, a bank. Gah, gah, gah. <laughs> breaking the law. Breaking the law. Dude, we, we got to put that. Can we, we have access to that. I mean, I we can't really the video or oh, the yeah. music. Yeah, the like, video. We can't. We can put on the video without sound. I would put the video for Turbo Lover on without sound, and you will know immediately. How did anyone not realize he was gay? I think they that's did. how repressed things were back then. I swear to God. I think they did, and it was one of those things of like, well, let's not really talk about this. Well, well that's what you know. That movie Rock. That was Star. a big '90s thing. Don't ask, don't tell was a big thing. Oh, Not, it yeah, wasn't just yeah. the military. That was just life uh, in the oh, 1990s. Well, certainly the, the 80s was extremely homophobic. Yeah. Very homophobic. Uh, as I know from my own personal experience of dropping the F-bomb. From your own personal experience. fucking much. Well, you know? uh, I'm going to load that video up. But while I do it, what do you say we sure. get cracking with this fucking I, intro song? I think it's a great idea, Keith. I, I, I agree with it. That's the kind of thing we, we, we fucking juice you up. We lube I, I like people up. you set up the uh, the lighting here, oh, too, Oh, yeah. It, it's more broader. We yeah. got it's, it's a more professional setup. I did everything last night. I, I listened to your words. You were like, you, Keith, you need to be fucking ready. Yeah. And God damn it was well, I, I. I was. I apologize. I was. I wasn't trying to be a dick with that. I just know last time we, we took a long time. No. I, I got to yeah. get out and drive. This no, it's afternoon. fine. There's, it's all good. There's gold in them. There hills. All know? right. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We're gonna have so much fun today. From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color. I see. Then you maintain the status. December seventh, night. And a question of psychopath. I love you so badly. I got me.
we're here. Turbo Lover is on. We're coming in hot with the video without the music of Turbo Lover. And that's Rob Alford. At this time, it's 1987. People, people thought not, he was a pussy crusher. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, no. Yeah, there, there is nothing. Being out was not really like being gay no. was, a, was a scarlet. You're letter. very much in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there were you were out relatively speaking compared to what it was in the '60s, but it was still. I mean, this was so people did not know that Rob Alfred, the lead singer here. I mean, I'm sure they had assumptions. Yes, he's a very fey looking boy, but look at that man. I mean, I guess, I guess, I mean, metal in general was kind of gay back then. <laughs> So I guess you can maybe hide it, but yeah, who knows? Everyone had a mullet back then. I, 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 oh yeah, I, I that time, wasn't gay. That people really supported that venture. I uh, I had hair not that long, but close. I don't look good in long hair. It, it, it gets too bushy. When did you decide that? Nineteen ninety one. Oh yeah, probably even before that time. Probably in college. You know. Yeah. Welcome yeah, in, was, everybody. What an abrupt cutoff that was. It was, absolutely. Did you hear that fucking just Damn. boom? <laughs> but right here, right? Look, at da- look at him dance. Look at him. I'm just dancing around. Oh, where's George? Also, Michael? what I did, Crow, is I organized the drops. So now we got this. We'll return after a word from our sponsors. There we go. That seems more like outro music when the credits No, this run. is called, and a word from our... This is like and when Johnny Carson's from- fucking coming on stage. Yep. Hey, everybody. We're going to do a lot of... Watch Rob Helford not fuck that girl on the show. I know. Look, look at the way he's dancing. I'm sorry. Look... Was Judas Priest ever on Carson? Did they ever break no, the mainstream? No, no. That's no, so metal, even on its highest hair metal, even on its highest level, never got to Carson. No, no, no. Me, I, I don't know, know Johnny. <laughs> These guys smell like a raw cow. Yeah, yeah. They, they he's like a sweaty, shitty leather. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, I never made. It, I was not a metalhead. Back. I liked Metallica. Metallica. Ricky Six is in the back. What? Yeah. <laughs> but, but 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 I didn't. But. Oh man, look at that. <laughs> that 80s dancing. Yeah, absolutely. They're trying dude. to do dancing in the street with the Bowie fucking Mick Jagger dancing in the street. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. What is the deal with that figure, that bone figure, like with a hockey stick or well, a cross? Well, it's metal as fuck. It's. I'm your turbo lover. Tell How often me was this on? Was this a big no, M- in the MTV Roto? Uh, it, it was. It was on some. I just never liked Priest. I mean, I, I, I was never in. Although I actually like them more now. Yeah. I, I, I gotta admit it. I, I, well, I they're ge- LGBTQ now. I, I gotta admit it. I genuinely like Iron. They Day. perform at Leather Daddy festivals <laughs> and shit. Probably it's a bit, probably a huge part of their fucking income now. I, I remember. <laughs> Yeah, their revenue stream. I went to, uh, I remember a few times, in, do you ever see this in Chicago? I'd be downtown, and there'd be like the International Man of Leather competition going on in Chicago. I don't Chicago. know, but that sounds professional as fuck. Oh, it, it, it was all like the leather scene I'm an of gay people. International Man of Leather. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's, it's like that scene. None that, of this that, suburban leather fat Drek <laughs> shit, John Wayne Gacy shit. But, but it was a subset of the gay community, as I understand it. And I think you were, if you were actually going to be like in the running, you had to walk around in leather like in normal like just walk around on the street on, on a tuesday afternoon like that week there was a buildup because you see all these leather guys on michigan avenue like, what's, what's going daddies. on hey daddy i'm wearing leather whenever i wear leather i just feel so fucking sexually attractive so fucking, oh. god i just wear leather <laughs> oh and the, odd. and it's like it's it, odd to me well yeah well it's like that 90s hack premise that i augie smith the comic in la has a great bit about this of just how 
you do all of these weird situations that would get you into gay sex just for a bit, like oh, dropping oh. the keys and kicking somehow kicking oh. them all the way to your car so you stay bent dropping over. Dropping the soap was a big one. Dropping too. the soap is a big one. The one you just mentioned, or of just of just like, oh, my shorts were too short. It's like an alarm for the fucking for the mows. The mo. Wow, that's an old term. So that that we open. I up want with, uh, out. A big, uh, yeah, it was 1988. <clears throat> oh, it said, I want out. Was it the By name Halloween, of it? Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, I thought maybe I his sexuality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want out. That's what I thought it was. Uh, but yeah, welcome into the show. This is basically what it is. We're going to watch stuff on TV. We're going to make fun of it, but we're going to also talk about the world. We're very yeah. cultured boys. Oh, yeah. So refined. Very cultured boys. <laughs> so yeah, we're... Uh, Well, well, hello, Larry. <laughs> Big news this week, as we all know, uh, there was the first week of NFL preseason. There absolutely was. Do you know, uh, as obviously preseason, we will not be talking about this game three weeks from now, let alone two months from now. Do you know that the 08 Lions and the 2017 They went undefeated, Browns, and they went... They both were undefeated in the preseason. And you know, the flip side, check this out, the 85 Bears, the vaunted 85 Bears that my relatives four. just don't shut the... Yeah, they were 0-4 in the preseason. Yeah. It's because it's you didn't want guys to get hurt, obviously. Every so. time the Bears went 0-4 in the preseason, they would say that. You know the 85 Bears were 0-4, too. They were, yeah. So they can put it together. Yeah, they're such good... Never mind the rosters are completely different. But, uh, you know, hey, it can happen. But, yeah, it, it uh, I will say with uh, Fields, the initial feedback on Fields is a thumbs up. Yeah. There's a thumbs up on Justin And you Fields. know what? I'm not – I am trying to, like, tailor my expectations a little bit. I don't want to be too fucking crazy about it. <clears throat> it's just everyone told me with Mitch Trubisky, all the stats lie. It's the eye test. You can tell he's yes. bad. Yep. I don't care if it's the first preseason game. He passed the eye test. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. And I, you know, you know, I try to be very cynical, and I'm very critical. And He's I, a and good I quarterback. You can tell the thing that is, and this is a different. It differentiates good quarterbacks versus average to bad quarterbacks. His internal Black clock skin and his internal clock and his pocket awareness is very. It's. He knows when to run. And in his first couple years, and I said this all along with him, uh, he's going to have to win some games by running on occasion, and he has it in him to do that. I will say he was We watch up. the real football when we watch this. <laughs> yes. He, uh, he, uh, he, he's got a groin injury, I guess. He was sat out uh, in practice. Oh, yeah. Week, you know? Oh, they had a bad... And their fucking new left tackle, Tevin Jenkins, has to have fucking back surgery. Ugh, that, that's that's never a, good. That's not a good sign. That's not... It's, you know, some... Everyone's offensive. The Vikings line. Ooh, they saw, they drafted Christian Darisol. Do you know how many surgeries he had? How many surgeries versus how many times has he? How many snaps has he had so far in training camp? Just to let you know. How many snaps has he had? Zero. How many surgeries? Two. Two. He's had two. He's had two because I guess he has core muscle issues, which is Ooh. always a bad sign. It's like your core Ooh. strength is huge. Sad. You know, so yeah, the, he, he's not going to play till midseason. So the, they're they're starting left tackles a guy named Rashad Hill, who got a PhD from the University of Bum. He is a certified bum playing left stack to left tackle. Well, they're, you they're know what they say. Be good. That's the way it is with kids today. God, that's the way. Forty five episodes he got out of that. 
He, he was able to build an extension yeah. on his house. McClain we should do a it. second half uh, special where we watch. I'll download every episode of Hello, Larry. I, I have the capabilities. Yeah, yeah. And, and but believe me, we, we won't get nicked for that. We're not going to get nicked for watching old episodes oh, no. of Hello, Larry. They'll pay us. Yeah, if, that'll <laughs> be the, want us to. That'll be what gets us monetized <laughs> finally. The, 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 that'll be our revenue stream. Exactly. Is <laughs> watching that garbage late 70s sitcom. So bad. But yeah, first week of the NFL preseason. I saw highlights of the um, of the Bears game, and Fields looked very good. I think he looks. You could say, "Oh, it's against backups." Well, then I always thought that was a bullshit argument. Like with with certain like teams in basketball or football, like in college. Oh, well, they play in a weak conference. Yeah, and they dominated because they're, the, yeah, they're the best team. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, he played in this weak competition, and he played very well, which is what he should do. You know, it's like so. I don't. I think it's a bullshit uh, critique. I, I think he's good. I I like his internal clock, and he, you're going to see a lot of that too. He's not his passing. He'll have flash. And moments, unlike I will say, do you see Trey Lance's eighty-yard touchdown pass? Yeah, dude. I was like, that's <clears throat> here's a good the thing play. about Trey Lance, and I think this is this will be something people will pick on because they need to. His ball's wobbly. He doesn't throw a tight spiral, uh, but he fucking hurls that fucker. I mean, it's almost like he throws it like a snowball. Yeah, like he doesn't snap the ball, but he just fucking. Yeah, yeah. He tards it down the field because uh, that play was he went from the opposite hash mark. To the other hash mark, 40 yards down the field. Yeah. Pass. It was like, oh, my God. It was a totally good play design. When I saw that play, I was like, yeah, that that's actually a good draft pick. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. And I, a lot of quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, can't do that play. They can't do that throw. I don't think there's any doubt about his athletic ability. I'm going to put on. I'm going to see if I can find some week one preseason overall highlights. The NFL channel on YouTube does a great job. You need to. I'll, I'll send you some oh, good no, YouTube no. channels. Well, I, I, I have the NFL app. So I, I get all the breakdown of all the highlight plays. So it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. You know? They're I offering end up, up a lot of free content. A lot of free content. That's what they're doing these days, you know, the NFL network. Well, they want you to subscribe. They're luring you in. So who's playing here in, in this uh, Latin league? Uh, this is uh, Chivas, oh. uh, which is Guadalajara, and then Leone or Leon. Which are, oh, these are two Mexican teams, yes, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Team gelled. And this year's what Chivas, is- the, the stripe team, that's the team my mom cheers for. Oh. Uh, they're called the Chivas means goats. They're the goats. It's huh, a good name. Um, it's a great. They're, and uh, they only sign Mexican players. They're like a Mexican nationalist team. Not like evil, but they don't yeah. sign foreign players. It's part of the reason they're never, they're not as consistently good as Club America. Them and Club America are the two most popular teams in Mexico. Oh, is, when, where's Club America? Club America's in, in Mexico City. Oh, it's in Mexico City. Monterey is Monterey and Tigres. Tigres is in Monterey. Because Monterey is the wealthiest city in Mexico. I know. Yeah, that. it's the most modern too. They say it's yeah. the it's the least antique looking of. They say people go to Monterey thinking they're gonna get like yeah, the classic Mexican, fucking Mexico and shit with fucking women just flipping tortillas around. And they're like, no, it's very tech. Yeah, very. They they. It's like Miami. They rebuild it every fucking twenty years. Well, I mean, it's very LA is very much like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they very much are related to the Texas economy too. If Texas is doing well, Monterey is doing well because I think there's a bunch of trade that goes on because it's so close to the Texas border. I think it's the largest major uh, Mexican city uh, to uh, to to Texas, you know, so it's related to that. Here we go. So so again, wh- so where are those? I two, got this. Wh- where is Chivas from? Again? Chivas Guadalajara. That oh, Guadalajara. Is, okay. Yeah. yeah. Where is that? I should know. Guadalajara is kind of southwest coast. 
Oh, okay, whereas okay. Mexico City is kind of central it's south. Central, yeah, exactly. Central south, exactly. Yep. South central Mexico. I got that. These are top rookie plays right well, here. Well, Matt Jones, do they like about him? Matt think, Jones is like a efficient guy. Well, th- that's what they want. I mean, they, they want accuracy. You know, oh, it's just him playing the che- oh, it's playing the Washington football team. Yes. Who's going to get a name? <clears throat> they built, they've boiled it down to three names. I, I want them to kind of go with, I like red tails because that's yeah. more, that's a little, that's a little black. Yeah. You know? Yep. yep. Um, what else? I like Washington football team. I think Washington football team would be just I fine. I think they're they're really missing out on an opportunity to capitalize the game yeah. and just put sponsors on their helmets. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Snyder is that much of a uh, I'm sure Goodall would not allow that. He would uh he he'd you know, Darth Vader would bring out the lightsaber and be like, "No." Uh, that play, that was actually a good play by the receiver and not yeah. Lawrence. Those can, I, can you believe Urban Meyer is already fucking this up by not just saying that he's the starting quarterback? Yeah, well, uh, uh, he's not fucking up cutting Tim Tebow. That was a smart no, move. No, that was a very smart move. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are saying that that was uh, him seeking credibility in the locker room. Absolutely. That they were like, his players weren't going to take him seriously yep. if he kept Tim Tebow yep. on that team. Absolutely. No, that, it was a smart move. They, he's 34 years old, hadn't played football in nine years, We should put I this think. on while we talk about this. Let's see that play. That play was... Oh, that, that couldn't have been Lawrence throwing that. That was a terrible pass. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, like, it's like weird football follies. You know? <laughs> The great rookies of 2021. D- didn't you? Uh, did you like football follies as a kid? Yeah, I did. And anytime they showed us football follies in school, you knew that they were showing the girls some sort of serious video. They had to like keep the boys occupied with football. Oh, oh it was like with your, football you, bloopers. Basically, your bodies are going to be changing. Yeah, it was soon. the period movie. Yeah, yeah, I remember the period movie being in the fifth grade. When well, back I, in the day, I guess they showed the boys the period movie too, uh, or not, or, a, or a man version of it. I I, I never got that. Uh, it would have been nineteen eighty, so twenty one, forty one years ago. Jordan Love, they got to see their future in Jordan Love. Yeah, that was their first time he played. Watch, she's a Hall of Famer. Wouldn't that suck yeah. ass? I mean, it's just yes, that would be. Or it's like he is literally the perfect dual. See what they're trying to do with him? That would make yeah. He, they're trying to. Make, you know, he's the dual threat. He can oh, run yeah. and pass, which is obviously what the league is turning into. If he turns into the, this is the pass where it's like, oh, that was a that laser. was a very good pass. That 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 was that. I mean, that, that right there is like, okay, uh, you should play. Kellen Mond will be doing that. Yeah, hopefully, I, I, I think it's going to take him. I think he'll be a Jordan Love ish type player. Where like it's going to take him a year or two. Oh yeah, they can't. Well, the, the the feedback on him right now, people will watch it. It's like he ain't ready. They're like he ain't ready to play. Yeah. And Jake Browning, who's who in theory, I think is their backup, is playing better. And oh. he's terrible too. He's awful. <laughs> I mean, he's a, so you're relying on Cuzzy. Yeah, which is who's a who's just you know. It, it's, Isn't it funny how it's turned on Kirk Cousins? He was considered the fucking guy. For you guys, like when you guys first signed Cousins, it was like maybe we got a little bit of a diamond in the rough here. Yeah, yeah. Well, they uh, he, he when the Washington football team fans who are a terrible franchise when they say we told you so, that's when you know it's a bad decision. Their GM, uh, they, he's going to win one playoff game, and, and he they will have paid him one hundred and fifty six million dollars. Uh, their GM is a fucking moron. I can say that on our podcast. Fucking moron. Oh yeah, he is a Dude, buffoon. If we get fans, you'll it'll be so you'll have impact if you say that yeah, stuff. Can you imagine swaying the fucking front office moves of the Minnesota Vikings? Well, at least getting the fuck people to. 
Because these white lily fans, why, you know, we like to have stability. Like Tom Kelly's going to be our manager and Ron Gardenhire. And we're going to keep Flip Sanders. We'll keep the same coach because we're not going to be all emotional like the coach coasts are. They pull the wool over your eyes, you moronic white lily clowns that are being converted by Trump. I cannot stand their fan base. It is the most white. It is the GM's. He sucks. He's not good. They should be calling for him. It's been 15 confirmed white nationalist Ted Phillips. Is that was yeah, he's a better GM than than Spielman. Okay, that's how bad Spielman is. James Bailey says he's ready for Vikings versus Rams, Crow. Uh and the Lambs? When are they playing the Lambs? Uh I don't know. Probably early on, I would that's imagine. A good, that was a good that's a, that receiver made a good play on that. That was a good oh, yeah. receiver. That was a good play. And then uh he also says the Vikings owner is a dumb guy. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily think the owner is a dumb guy. Here's what I like about their, their owner. my boy, Justin. I'll, I'll, I'll give him credit. Yeah, see, this is see, the way he pushes off people. And he's also, so quick on the jump. And he knows when to, he knew when to run there. Oh, it's open over there. Instincts. Kirk, Kirk Cousins would have been like, oh, God, what's what, 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 what does the book of Revelation <laughs> say? How should I react at this moment? Oh, my Lord and Savior. How, oh, God. I fumbled the ball. God, I fucking hate Kirk Cousins. Oh, just God. I, yeah, I, I I just oh, who, who's the running back there? Who's that? That is um is um, what 24. is his name? He's the new guy, the kid uh from Carolina, Herbert Khalil Herbert. Okay, okay. I think he got hurt too. I don't, I think yeah. God, I will say though, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. How much do the Bears have on the offensive side? That's a great play. Look how fast he was there, man. He didn't get hit. He went on, but he didn't get hit. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a that's a good play. That was a very good play. This was go. the wide open one. Yeah, yeah. But like, look at that. Mitch Trubisky would have sailed that five yards over his head. Jesus. That's how when you see that, you see how bad Mitch was. Yeah. What do you mean? But he, hey, listen, his stats were really good. He had some of the you know best what's sad? stats even, ever. Even though I never mind that stats are a completely he, distorted thing. Oh, here we go. But he here does. we go. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, that's her backup quarterback right there. The Vikings. You know, whatever. I mean, this is also they, they sat 31 regular. It was all backups playing for the Queens. I'm putting the camera on you for this just so people yeah. could see you rant, baby. So, yeah, here's that. That, that was I mean, he that, that's certain. That's certain. It's a rookie certain. He did it. It was a good pick six. And, and who who is this? Oh, is this the Saints, the Aints and the Ravens? Oh, yeah, this is. Yeah, well, this is all bums playing right now. Ohio State seals it. Bucks for preseason game. Raiders with an open homosexual on their team. <laughs> open homosexual, you know, good for them, you know. Well, you were down one coach, but um, you know, being in this role, I'm pretty much used to open mo. They put me in this role to, you know, help the younger guys. Is, is this the, the Dolts? The Dolts and the oh, in Carolina. I tell you what, you know some that Indianapolis Colts team, and this is is Austin Froze ever listens to our podcast. They got a pretty good front office. They actually, they're yeah. they're, they're an, a, kind of an underrated franchise, I think, because they're in a small market. Like, I mean, they lost Manning. What was that? Eight years ago? Nine years ago? They've been a competitive team, you know. I mean, because Manning was great for them, obviously. And then they lose, they lose uh, luck. They're able to kind of cobble together a quarterback, unlike a certain Frank team Wright, from Minnesota who can never have a good quarterback. Ever. They can never develop a good quarterback. 
They're uh, well. Uh, this Bears were in the same boat, and they could. They do. Justin Fields could get his leg ripped off, like Joe Burrow. I, I hope it doesn't happen. Joe man. Burrow, that scares me. Well, I was gonna say they're he, already talking about him being apprehensive at practice and shit. He could be fucking uh, Clint Maller chucked already. Dude, dude, yeah, dude, Dicky Thon. <laughs> do, do, do you know what he? Uh, <laughs> Who the fuck is Dicky Thon? Oh, D- Dicky Thon was a shortstop for the uh, for the Houston Astros <laughs> who got beamed in the head and then tried coming back. And Wasn't it, that Tony C it, it, for it, Boston? It, it never happened. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, he, it never happened. He, he he was too freaked out. He couldn't stand in the batter's box. He played a little bit later in his career. He was a very good Dickie offensive. Thon is a name destined for baseball history. Oh, either I, way, I, if you actually look at his, he was deemed an offensive force because he'd have like 14 home runs in the Astrodome, which was a notoriously hard place to hit home runs. Oh, fucking you curtains could not, on fire. Wouldn't you could that be not. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> uh, he, he could never. Uh, you couldn't hit home runs there. Because uh, the air was so dead. But yeah, it, it is. Um, that was rookie plate air. With, with the Queens, I mean, Tavares Jackson, bum. You know, Christian Ponder, bum. Uh, and, and now they've signed Cousins for an exorbitant amount. Of, and then, ooh, we're going to create stability at the quarterback position. He won his first road playoff game against the Saints. So we'll give him an extension for another $80 million. Like, come on. I, I, I hope Mond. I mean, actually, Mond. Some of his highlights, he ran pretty well. Like he actually, he knew when to kind of run yeah. versus. And, and, and again, that's what you have to do as a young quarterback. And, and he had probably had three first downs running it, which I was like, okay, that, that that's something positive. But he ain't ready to play. He ain't ready to play. There's no way. He's and ready to do you play. worry? I mean, I think people were kind of like, well, he's got cousins to learn behind. <laughs> That, that, but isn't the knock on Cousins he can play against a garbage team? He's he's bad against. He's got like an awful record against winning teams, right? He's like three and fifty three against oh, teams yeah, that are over five hundred yeah, or something 53 like that. And three against teams that are that are bad. I mean, he's literally a five. He is painfully average. Painfully average. He's the best of Trubisky. He's what Trubisky could have been at the top of his fucking game. I, I think that I think that Cousins. You know, it, it's not that he totally sucks. Uh, he just doesn't know what to do when the play breaks down. He, he's again, he is so robotic in his motions and his pocket presence is so poor that he doesn't know what to do when it breaks down. He doesn't know when to run. Tom Brady always makes he always gets rid of the ball at the right time. I feel like he almost always does. You know, uh, Cousins almost always gets rid of the ball. He holds on to it for a split second too long. And the ball gets battered away. I just don't have a lot of faith in him. He's got decent numbers, but everyone's got decent numbers because the rules are such that it's it's skewed towards the offense. So I, 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 he is, I, I, he is on a very short leash this year. And so, and the big thing, okay, what's what's the good thing? He's missed one game, one start in six years. He's durable. Like a lot of quarterbacks don't do that. You know, he's durable. But if he gets COVID this year, he ain't gonna play a couple games. Yeah, he ain't gonna play. He's got to go through the protocol. So. Fuck you and your, ooh, my body, my choice. Oh, my God. Your logic, right-wing populist. Oh, you're using pro-choice language against me. Oh, I'm melting as a snowflake. How do I handle that? You know what you say? It's glad, I'm glad to see a born-again Christian who's pro-choice. That's actually what I want to say to him. I want to see an evangelical Christian who's pro-choice, you know? That's a stupid statement like that. <laughs> People love that. The people love that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. But it's just like uh, he is on. Well, he's got to be in a damn phone booth on the sideline and stuff. He's a bum, man. He's a he, you know, he should play a little bit in preseason, too. I'm sorry, Keith. I'm no, I got to say 
The show's already better with drops. It, it, it's <laughs> I, I agree. They're good. I like it. Because now every time Justin Field throws a ball, I could go, <laughs> that's what every Justin, that's what every Chicago fan saw. Even though he was wide open, when we saw him flip that ball to Jesse James, we were all like, uh, that Jesse James signing is a good sign. And I guess Justin Fields loves him. They said they're like best friends. It's his favorite hookup in practice, it, meaning they have sex with each other. Yeah. What if he was they, they, the they watch Turbo Lover? What if, I'm your turbo. Can you imagine? So yeah, tur- <laughs> slicking it up. Slippery when wet, baby. Oh, <laughs> Putting the on the fucking tarp. Getting man mud on your it's club. Rain, it's raining in the locker room. We need okay. to tarp up. Wouldn't it be funny? Tarp up. If because in he's very Belichick, Justin Fields, always looking down, you know, just, you know, practice hard, yeah. working hard. Wouldn't it be great if that's how he's talking about if he's gay and he's just like, you know, me and Jesse, <laughs> we oil each other up, try and be as efficient as possible in out still feels good, but still business like, you know, I just try and be a, I just try and be a better fuck every day. So I, was, I feel like I was born for this. Was J- is James? Was he a backup at uh, Seattle? I don't Seattle? know. Let's look him up. Because I, I got he played, ESPN yeah, news. I always too. thought he was. A, and he's a. He's gigantic. He's. A, I think he's a gigantic man. Gigantic man. Well, yeah. Fields hit. likes to be supported <laughs> by a nice. I like to fall on a cloud, but a stiff, <laughs> giant cloud. Cumulant. He's. He's like my cumulonimbus. <laughs> he's my thunderstorm cloud. Uh, but yeah, his mushroom <laughs> cap is forming. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. Uh, so yeah, what did uh, uh? Yeah, I think James is like six eight or yeah, something. Yeah, they listen to Jovi. Shot through the heart. Oh God, my dick's hot. I, I can again feel happy, Keith. Feel happy you didn't grow up in that era. Feel happy. Be be you missed something. You you had even though you had your slip well, knot in your corn. And here's the thing I will admit to you, uh my generation's like of that eighties music, it is not inauthentic, but I will say <sighs> Our like of it came from an an ironic place. We exactly we, we ironically listened to it for so long, and I think we're we're a generation that's very comfortable liking things that are bad. And it starts with the gay stuff. When I was younger, you kept that shit in, like we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. It was about yeah. being in the closet, living yeah. in secret. But now I feel like we're so into being like, no, I love this, I love that, I love cock, I love Smallville, all yeah. that, all yeah. all that, th- all those things that are like equally bad quote unquote yeah to where we can be like no i like fucking bon jovi again like shot through fucking you know what i mean yeah it, it, I, I hear your point your generation loves its irony it loves its irony and the more heavy-handed the irony the better your generation is like a walking old spice commercial you love it just completely unsettled and bludgeoned over your head that's what you love so our man jesse james here <laughs> sorry I'm going off. Oh, it's all good, dude. This is a good first half. I agree. I agree. 34 minutes into this fucking phenomenal first half. Drink text. I like this. This is a good little class. Yeah. It's a good coffee shop in Texas. So Jesse James, uh, we got ourselves an Allegheny boy. He went to Penn State. Fifth round draft pick, 160 overall. Pittsburgh Steelers, 2015 to 2018. Oh, yeah. Detroit Lions for a year or two. And then he went over to the Bears, and now he's oh, yeah, uh, okay. So he was, now he's power bottoming for our boy Justin Fields for <laughs> yeah, our lad. He, yeah, a quarterback is not going to bottom. We know that. No, right? no he's throwing darts right in that fucking in that man, right in that little that fucking mangina. hot dog bun there. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, Jesse. I, I mean, I think that that's a decent. How big is he? He's huge, right? Isn't he like six eight or six seven? I'm bigger. 
Justin Fields. He's six foot seven, two fifty five. Yeah, he's a giant, man. and that's lean for a six foot seven guy. You know, probably got a real thin crank. The thing that bothers me when I hear that, I hear fifth round pick who's still in the league. Do you know the how many Vikings could have drafted him? Of course, they could have drafted him. Uh, <laughs> do you know how many fifth round picks make it for the Vikings? Zero. That's how many fifth round picks or drafts. Or- do you think they just assume? I think that takes a certain kind of organizational mentality to be like, no, we're going to focus on these late round picks. And I think the Bears have that. They kind of. Well, that's a good thing that you can get value down there, man. I mean, I who the fuck get, knows who Buster Screen was, and he played well. And the second those players leave the Bears, they're like, "Oh, that guy's whack." Yeah. Well, uh, Chris Harris. What the fuck did Chris Harris do yeah. after he left the Bears? Yeah, I remember. Like, again, what frustrates me about the Queens is they supposedly have an organizational philosophy. Which, if you listen to the early part of this podcast before we even had the music go on, of we're going to build for the draft. Okay, okay, I, I respect that. But like the Pack does, the Pack signs. A free agent or two in the offseason. And that's it, man. They build through the draft, which is smart. I like that. I like that philosophy. Okay, you cl- and that's why they always stockpile draft picks. But they fuck up so often in the draft that they have to sign guys. So they can't even execute what's supposed to be the blueprint of the organization. Yeah. That is squarely on their GM. And that's been for eight or ten years. Every time Crow hears a Minnesota Vikings draft pick, he goes, Oh, no. <laughs> It is again. If you look at their drafts, they always draft some inside linebacker in the fifth round that you again you hear his name one time when they draft him, and that's it. I don't know if he is an invisible man; he just goes to a different planet. I don't know what happens, but they never or rarely develop a guy in the late rounds. There is no passion. There is no vision. There is no aggression. There is no fucking mindset in this football club. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Who was he bitching about again? Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Why? Wow. Then Chelsea's one of the, that's one of the elite, you know, Premier League teams. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I tell you what, the last good draft the Vikings had was 2015. Okay. They drafted Trey Reigns in the first round. Not on the team anymore. Big shock. Uh, second round pick was Dalvin Cook. No, no, it wasn't. It was uh, Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks is actually their best player. I think this player. is Cook's peak year. Uh, this is Delvin Cook's last year as an elite running back. Uh, I, I think it was last year, actually. Yeah. I think it's last year. You think year. he's all carried out? But because <clears throat> I, I, I look at last year as being almost kind of like a glorified scrimmage in a lot of ways because there wasn't crowds. So I think some of the stats are a little bit skewed. You know, it's like the 87 strike season when, when Jerry Rice had 22 touchdown receptions and he played 12 games. It was a weird skewed season. You know, But anyway, my point is, uh, with 2015, Kendricks in the second round, they drafted Stefan Diggs and they also drafted Daniil Hunter. So D- Diggs is a, is a Pro Bowl co- co- uh, wide receiver. You know, you, you never hear someone when they leave the Vikings at receiver say, boy, I'm going to miss playing with Kirk Cousins. Something you will never hear anyone ever say. You want to know why? Because he sucks. That's the reason why. So, I mean, that, that was a good draft. Although, again, their first round pick. Uh, again, starting a history. I mean, they of, nailed AP, but that that would be a riot that if they don't pick him. Fell in their fucking was he lap. one overall or five he overall? Was seven. Right? He was seven actually. Because that's kind of crazy that yeah. no one drafted him before the Vikings. Well, you know, they were concerned because his style of running was so violent. They were concerned about injury. You know what else is violent? His discipline towards his children. Yeah, his cracking a switch out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's Joe Jackson. Literally. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think. Uh, I got news. I think there are Southern African American people. That's a that that's the you sp- you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Like you you get that switch out. He's running from something. 
He's running hard yeah. for a reason. And that could be his dad's fist when he's five years old. You know, I mean, it's like he's running with a purpose. My life depends on this. Is he on a Is he is he actually going to play this year? Let's see. Is Peterson in a training camp somewhere? He played last year. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. You are punch drunk. He is drooling right now. His CTA is <laughs> it's as bad as fucking Mike Webster. Oh, it has Steelers. to be. I mean, he's got it. I mean, it's just. He was never a Mensa member to begin with. I always liked him. He's a decent guy, I thought. Well, uh, when you're beating your children, that means you don't have really have the thought to well, the, I, how well. It's 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 a caveman mentality. The front the frontal lobe, the frontal lobe has been worn down. He's 36. Your your impulse control is is not there, you know. He and he's not John Riggins. He's not running for more yards after thirty than before thirty. That's what John Riggins did in his career. He ran for more yards post thirty. It's also because he had an amazing offensive line for like six years. The Hogs. Oh, he's probably drooling right now, huh? I, I tell you what, Rig. If you see his football life, Riggins is pretty. He's in decent. I mean, he's. I think he. I think he might have quit drinking. I think that helps. So this is from one month ago from the Viking Age blog on Fansided. Um. Is Adrian Peterson on his way to a team in the NFC West? Former Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings running back Adrian Peterson could be a candidate to replace Cam Akers for the L.A. Rams. That didn't happen. Uh, could the former Minnesota Vikings running back signed with the L.A. Rams? Uh, I don't think he's in any training camp. I think. I think no, I don't think he is I either. Think I think he was kind of forced into retirement. Like he's just not. I mean, he's 36. Yeah. I, I think sure. he's a guy where if. All of your active running backs go down. You pull him off the street. Like he could play like week thirteen. You I know what I mean? How, like I think his last three teams. That's how it's happened. Oh yeah, his last thousand. I think he had a thousand yard season with the Redskins like two years ago. I want to say, or maybe three years ago. Uh, and he, I, I think he'll get pulled off the street. He'll get pulled out of the UPS truck. <laughs> He'll get pulled out of the UPS truck come week 13. You want to get into a, uh, a little sports news? Sure, end, absolutely. End it out here. Uh, and then second half is going to be history. We got Afghanistan stuff. Oh. We can let you go off politically. Yeah, I'll put the news on for that. You, you do like it when I go off. You do sort of like it. Oh, yeah. And I'm gonna, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna look at the real-time Google trends here to okay. do some fucking midday news. Okay. What's, yeah, what's going on with the sports world? Back right here. Now? Well, we're going to do uh, after a word from our sponsors here. Uh, God damn it. Uh, I got to learn this fucking swoop. Here we go. Yeah, and we're back. So first take, which is a show similar to what we're watching right I now. Find that just woman a in the three headed panel. Kind of cute. She's very fucking adorable. awesome. Do you know yeah. who Dan Soder is? The comedian? No, he's a big comic. He dates her. That's Katie Nolan. Oh, wow. She's Jesus. from Boston and she was like a f- <clears throat> she had a YouTube channel that she's blew the fuck freakishly up. Freakishly cute. She had a oh, she's great. She had a YouTube channel that blew the fuck up. Signed with Fox Sports. They kind of relegated her. They they wanted the credit of signing this new online hype, and then they kind of didn't do anything with her, even though her show rated very well. She leaves them for ESPN, and they're kind of doing the same thing to her, but they're just letting her do more stuff. But it's still not. She should have her own show. Well, what was her show? What was her? Uh, she would basically watch kind of similar to what we're doing, but on a daily basis where at, at like 11, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, she would watch sports clips from that day and just make fun of them. Jesus, she's uber cute. big liverpool fan big red Sox fan Ugh. she's a big she's from boston she's, boston. So she's a she's big an annoying boss but she also played into how hot she is like she would have this fucking segment on her show who died who died uh i don't know who died who's no that, who's that and bobby Mark oh, bill freehand oh yeah no I, I i'm not old enough to remember him actually playing. okay it was 75 79 which is like i should be i mean it's 
I started watching baseball in 1977. Yeah. But Katie Nolan was edgy. She would do this fucking segment where she would do uh she would do fucking sports news with her tits out but they were blurred. Like she knew how to bring people God. to the game. God. Like she knew she was hot. It's well yeah, I mean she's uh, uber cute uber cute yeah so that show blew up and then the network tv doesn't really know what to do with it like because you can't have yeah. blurred out tits you can't yeah. blurt out titty yeah. katie nolan and she's getting a check for a while oh, she's, she's getting like, a check still yeah. she just does that she's like middle box on all these third she she'll host so a fucking speak, red carpet uh, thing anyway. yeah okay uh but that's katie nolan She's not middle box to me. She's so top box. first take is going to do you know who Max Kellerman is? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Apparently ESPN's getting rid of Maxi. Really? Uh, for uh, I, I think it's a diversity thing. We need to boot level off the, you know, too many white boys over there. Uh, so per, I like Kellerman. I like he's OK. Per front office uh, front office sports is Mike McCarthy. Max Kellerman, co-host of ESPN's first take could be eyeballing an exit from the show. Uh, Kellerman has hosted the debate show along Stephen A. Smith since 2016. Um, let's see. The front office indicates Kellerman may be eyeing an expanded role on ESPN radio. I remember <clears throat> Kellerman. There's kind of more consistent money in that. Yeah. And Kellerman, I remember when I, when I first saw him, he used to do a, uh, like a public access show in New York city where he did a lot of boxing He's commentary. a boxing guy, yeah. Yeah, he came from boxing. And I remember him being on Letterman, like, in, like, this is, like, the late 80s, early. I mean, he was literally a teenager. This guy fucking tweaked like Burt Sugar's asshole. Because I think he's close to my age, Kellerman is. Maybe yeah. a little bit younger. Uh, but Maxie. that's when I first saw him. Yeah, because he was a boxing guy. Look at these, the beady eyes on this fucking guy. I, I thought it was on Drew Brees. Across the street from where you guys are at Staples Center. And teams, team executives around the league think that those teams are going to be the ones to come out of their conferences. And make the Can you believe they already are who's going to the NBA Finals? I'm telling you, there just shouldn't be sports all the time. I know. It We've to, been doing it for 40 it, minutes, 45 minutes, and we're almost done with the sports for the week. <laughs> 45 no, minutes. I know. And I they know. stretch this yeah. into seven days a week, 24 hours a yeah. day. You can't. It's just, you know, it's. Here's a good one. Used though. to not be this way, Keith, when here's, I was a kid. Fuck. Here's a good one, which I hope there's audio or a quote of this. The Tigers analyst, Jack Morris, has been suspended. Didn't he do some like a oh my God, racist dude. voice? Yeah. <laughs> so Shohei Otani was up to bat. Now, is, is, I don't mean to ask. Is he what? I know he's Asian, but what nation is he I think he he's from? Japanese. He's Japanese? Yeah. He's got, he like, he's got regular eyes. <laughs> God. <laughs> what did Morris, by the way, who's no progressive. He, he's a no. fucking, he is a white asshole. Like when I think of asshole, I used to hate Jack Anybody Morris. who could pitch 27 innings is a, probably a Republican. Oh, yeah. He was... <laughs> He uh, he's from Minneapolis. He's from St. Paul. Your early generation of grindy white baseball players. Oh, are all and, fucking... and he had that fucking like pot marked face, you know, like he had, he had big acne issues. Uh, but he was a very good pitcher for the Tigers, and then of course he was great for the Twins. But he owns like a ranch in Montana. Like what's it with like wh whites love owning a ranch and raising quarter horses and like seeing the sunset over their bucolic rolling hills and their ranch as they're away from other people, namely blacks bucolic oh it's so beautiful when i sit and drink my coffee and meanwhile i can beat my wife without the authorities coming close to me oh i own my ranch as a baseball player white god you can hear rants like that here on 103.8 fm talk radio <laughs>
I, I, yeah, bucolic so, so, to me sounds like you're looking at a serene waterfall, but the waterfalls come. No, no, bu- bucolic is like rolling hills with like puffy clouds and a blue sky and, and like waves of grain. You know, it, it's it's a very sort of like beautiful setting. This you is know, when you know we're natural out, setting. This is when you know we're out on sports news. They want to know Game. what the NBA execs think yeah jesus so what, what did morris do though what, what did he specifically okay do? so shohei otani was coming up to bat and he goes now what you want to do with shohei otani is be very very careful that's what he said yeah <laughs> in an asian you know, accent i mean it's that's a, such a 60 year old man morris later apologized during otani's at bat well yeah you don't go more than a pitch without acknowledging that well folks shohei otani is coming to the plate and it's been brought to my attention and I sincerely apologize if I offended anybody, especially anybody in the Asian community from which I love. They uh, fix my fish tank every week. That's what he said. That'd no. be hilarious if he said that. <laughs> hey, the Asian community. I don't want them, want, I want them to watch my dog. The little fucking kid who fixes my fish tank is Asian. <laughs> I who works did not intend any offensive thing, and I apologize if I did. I certainly respect and have the utmost respect for this guy. That's too many respects in one sentence. Yeah. I don't blame a pitcher for walking him on wednesday otani hit an mlb best 40th home run jesus. and a, he's babe ruth jesus shohei otani's babe ruth he's but the best pitcher in the league he, and the best hitter he's overshadowing mike trout right yeah is, is trout playing this year you know he's hurt they're kind of sitting hurt? him oh. dude the angels are going to be a powder they're sit, my guy joe madden's doing right because they're still garbage and they're like 500 yeah yeah Madness or manager? I'm gonna huh? be a low key Angels fan until the Cubs I, are good I, again. I tell you what, man. Why well, I, I fucking like Madden. I think Madden He's was great. good. I want him to be my therapist. <laughs> Just talk, talk you down and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Are you, Let's are see you, if we can get th- a are you in therapy, Keith. No, I should though. I have anger issues. I got a lot of things knotted up in this fucking yeah, brain. No, I, and, and trust me, I, 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 I've had good experience, good and bad experiences with therapy. I, I actually, I, I haven't been in therapy for seven years, eight years. Uh, I didn't have a, the last one was a nice guy, but he didn't it didn't go that well. I've had very good therapists though. In my early thirties, I had a very good therapist that helped out tremendously. So I, uh, if you get the right one, you know, if you don't get the right one, it's a waste of time. It just doesn't it doesn't work, you know. And I've had ones that didn't work. I've also done group therapy, which I I've psyched hated. myself out on a lot of shit. Like one time, I was like. What if like they're not wearing nice shoes or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you're making an excuse to not go. Uh, you know, you just you know, and it's just talking. I, I don't. It's not some big like, oh my god, I have to get to the deep root of all of my psych. No, you know, some a certain level of denial and just not being able to see yourself in an accurate light is perfectly healthy. To all right, me. let's see what have we got here. Have a distorted sense of self. M- most men do. You have to have a distorted sense of self because no woman's going to find you attractive otherwise. If you're too honest, she's not going to like you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How about that one? Adam on relationships. <laughs> yeah. How do you like that one? You know, but. That was terrible. That was a bad reveal. So is this actually him speaking? Now what do you do with Shohei Otani? Be very, better careful. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit. Ooh, yeah. Well, folks, uh, Shohei Otani is coming to the plate and uh, it's been brought to my attention and I sincerely. Did it had to be brought to his attention? Well, I'm sure the producer was like, "Listen, Jack, give me in between warmups." If I offended anybody, especially anybody in the Asian community, uh, he is for what I said about especially the Chinks. I mean, who, who is it? Who, who is the Tigers announcer? Was it Jack Morris and who else? I did not intend. I'm probably Tom Brenneman or something like that. Might be, or Tom Brenneman's the guy who said Fagtown. 
man of faith. Oh, yeah. That is Tom Brenneman. It's Tom Brenneman. It will be a home run. Jesus. So <laughs> That's just like, I, I like them just like, it's a home run. Like, they're just so, so flat about it. We're <laughs> fucked. I, I've seen a game in, t- in New God Tiger Stadium. God damn it, Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I actually, New Tiger Stadium's a pretty nice stadium. I like it. Decent stadium. I like it. But yeah, it, it is. At the same time, if you use that same, the entire Cubs team, uh, fan base should be canceled. Remember those fucking Fukudomo t-shirts? Fuck yeah. Holy cow. Holy cow. Oh, like, oh my God. Look, 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 it was a, a play on fucking uh, uh, on Harry Carey. See, I, I actually remember Harry Carey doing White Sox games. I fucking actually remember that. I really do. For like a couple of years, or he did White Sox games. He uh, that, that Ooh, I know what we could put on. That great picture of him and Bill Vack out in the outfield with just like 14 to 16 empty beer cans crushed around them like late in the game shirts off beer guts out loaded in the late 70s well the stagflation's got us just guzzling it down i i have white Sox friends of mine white Sox fans that i worked with at the city they said in the late 70s they would go into the fucking into the bathroom there'd be multiple people passed out on the fucking floor like it was, it was you know. People were like, "Yeah, those were hell yeah." I'm telling you, the late seventies were. A That's when in. the world was fucking. It was a good place. Well, no, it, it was it was not a good place, and the right wing knew how to exploit that hardcore. God, did they do a good job? And they have continued to do that same model for forty years. The same tactics, the same techniques, the same divisions. All with the expectation of trying to get rid of great society programs. That's one of their biggest things they well, want to do. Well, that's because they're a bunch of heels. They are. Which leads us to the newest show on Stars. I like this. That was fucking great. I, so this is a show uh, with starring the dude who plays Green Arrow. It's about a modern wrestling territory, which doesn't exist anymore. So yeah. it's a modern take on an old wrestling territory. It's about these two brothers. One is a good guy in real life, but plays the heel. And one is the good guy, but he's a total asshole in real life. And the basic story is, is uh, there's this rival wrestling promoter like the WWE or AEW, the the major wrestler, and he's stealing all these territories wrestlers, and the brother is the next guy to get stolen, and the dude who plays him is Frank Sabatka from season two of The Wire. Wow. Oh, yeah. 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 People are going to hate the the uh, the wrestling purists are going to hate the fucking uh, typing because that exposes the business. It shows that they've, like, script out the matches. Well, it's... I mean, they don't really do it like this, by the way. Good wrestlers don't type out every move. They call it in the ring. Yeah, they know, and they know. Okay, you're in that position. They whisper this in is, the ear. Yeah, like yeah. Whenever you see a wrestler go forward like this, they're yeah. whispering shit yeah, into their yeah. ear. Well, they might be they say, okay, and they know. Okay, leg up, or they they kind of know the. CM yeah. Punk said, "When you're at this level, it's not knowing what to do; it's knowing when to do it." Yeah, yeah. And we got we got Megan Fox want to be there. Okay, there we go. So that's the wife of Jack. He's the heel. He's the guy in the red tights. He's the one who runs. He's the one typing. Well, again, the heel is the only compelling figure. It's the only thing that's even worse. The, the romance, I don't give a shit about Wait the good guys. I till hate. the good guy comes out. I hate the good guy. I hope it doesn't. Bailey says this show looks like it'll be canceled in one season. Bailey, it's actually pretty good. They, I, I think it looks okay. I mean, there's, you know. But you're right, it will. It will be canceled. Hell yeah, brother. 
You bunch of maggots, stinky fuckers. Y'all smell. That's like classic heel. Y'all stink. You all stink. Yeah. Get your hands off me. See, that comes into play later because he fucked up the camera. That was the camera guy. Yeah. So later on, he was like, we need better cameras. Yep. Yep. Again, it's a show versus a tell. That's a good little bit of writing there. Yeah. It's a show versus a tell. Plants a seed. Then you're dumber than you look. And that's saying something. Again. I, 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 you understand? I, I'm being dead serious. I think that's a. I love just, just shitting on the and fucking just, crowd. And, and, Here we go. This is his brother. Okay. Kid fucking rock. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. I'm the good guy. Yeah, exactly. I crush pussy. <laughs> I got blonde hair. Yeah. It's, like, it's really long. It flows in lot. Yeah. He kisses the. <laughs> That's that's kind of funny. He fucks her straight up, full frontal later on in this episode. Well, good for him. And he, they're, so their story is they're dating in real life, and as he gets more popular, he kind of throws her off to the side. Like there's a scene later on where he goes to like sign autographs for fans, and he just blows. He doesn't even take her with him. Well, I can tell you that, that, that I didn't tell you the story, man. Right, let me, let me hear this. My best friend, you disrespected. Tell the story, and then we'll get to Sabat after. After remember, I told you months ago there was that guy who was a passenger team. who liked my voice, and he's doing his own independent wrestling yeah. league. Well, I, I agreed to do the. They're going to do a, a, a offshoot of SummerSlam in, in Vegas on Sunday. You're going to do commentary for well, it. Well, they wanted me to do introductions. And I was going to do it. And then two weeks ago with the Delta variant, I was like, I'm not no, going. To Vegas. I'm not going. I'm not. And, and I, the guy couldn't have been a nicer guy. I mean, I, I asked him, hey, I hope it's going well. I'm going to, I, I want to do it. Like, I actually want to do the, because he thinks my voice is good enough to do announcing, like announcing guys when they come into the ring. I, I, he's going to pay me 150 bucks. Well, well, why not do it? So they, they're building to the end of the episode. It's going to be brother versus brother title for ti- like for the title. Hey, yeah. Jack. <laughs> Fuck you. There we go. Well, then, then he, get, he gets mad at him because they're like, we got kids watching the show, brother. You know, yeah, and, and he also so, wants them living the gimmick in real life and shit. Like they tell a specific story that is Dusty Rhodes. Like one of the wives goes, you know, he wore a cast around for two months to so people thought his leg was broke. Uh, Dusty Rhodes did that for an entire year. He wore a. He got his leg broke on NWA TV, yeah. and he legit wore a fake cast at home, so his kids thought his leg was really broke. <laughs> like hey, Cody Rhodes said, he would kind of he hated it because he would get bullied in school. Like, come on, that shit's fake. And he goes, I would be crying telling him it was real because I thought it was real. Yeah. Like my dad lived the gimmick. Well, and people, I mean, here's the thing you have to admit. Okay, as much as I hate wrestling, I, I do give it credit. They put their bodies through the ringer. I mean, they get injured. I mean, it's a real fucking thing, you know? What? What, you mad because I said fuck? Come on, they loved it. We got kids to come to the show, Ace. They got a southern audience we're trying to appeal to, Ace. Listen to that. That's the reason why this got green because we know people in Alabama and Mississippi are going to watch it, maybe. I love the southern accent. The demographic reports skew out the way that... (laughs) Harsh language <laughs> reflects negatively upon our product, Ice. It can't do that. So I think uh, this show's got a chance. Why not? Love you. Uh, this is when they're the locker Okay, room. here's Sabatka. Okay, I want to see. I want to see him. Yeah. I came back this morning on Learjet. How'd that work out? 
You think I care about that? I think holy shit. He got into character. So his story is that he worked for this promotion and then he started the uh, whatever. Is F- he like WC. Jimmy Hart or something? Yeah, but and then his wrestling promotion is all hardcore and bloody and fucking yeah. old fucking Stephen Amell's character hates it. Yeah. Uh, but he is basically saying your brother is coming to my company. Uh, and so they're setting up like a screw job of like you're having this title match and he's leaving. So he's, you know, that's real wrestling. You have to base your decisions on that. Do you put, yeah. you put the belt on your little brother and then he fucking runs out on you. Also, they're like, if the little brother leaves, they have no up and coming wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. So, and one of the, the mom who like runs the company with them or the aunt or whoever the fuck she is, she says like, what the fuck are we going to do if Ace leaves? So th- that's like a fundamental tension. Well, we're going to show the line. end of the episode because okay. the episode ends kind of jaw droppingly. So I want to see Sabaka here. I want to see him. Jets, limos, sold-out stadiums. Holy shit. What are you trying to resurrect here anyway? Look, I love my dad, but he did not know how to grow, didn't know how to evolve, didn't want to. I'm getting the DWL out there, and people are responding to the storylines, to the characters, because I'm pretty good at making sure they fucking care. And you believe that you, this, can be the new, better competition? I got a fucking snakeskin suit, brother. Didn't y'all do a show at the Golden Corral Buffet last month? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Listen, Bill, I get it. Listen, you made Bill. your choice. You did your thing. You went up north. You made yourself a career. That's a WWE reference. You went up Not north. Championship belt. Buddy. Meaning you, you went to the TV. higher league, right? Well, WWE's, they, they call Just it north because oh, it's in Connecticut. It's in Connecticut, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because your picture's on the fucking wall. Whenever you say up north, it's you're afraid WWE's going to sue you. So you're like, oh, he went up. Anytime a former WWE wrestler wants to shit on WWE, they'll be like, when I was up north. <laughs> look at fucking, look at him. Jack. He's getting a fucking your check. Dad. Good for him. I think he's a pretty good Built actor. Cathedral. To a local pastime. It's a community theater. It's a hobby. One of your own guys, your blood, leaving for the real thing. You should be proud of that. Because it's, honestly, best you can do. He's delivering his lines He's pretty good. well. He's, He's delivering good. his lines well. You know? I like him in this, and I hate him in season two of The Wire. Oh, I think he's a really totally good working so Joe. Like he gets, he gets murdered. He gets fucking murdered. Listen. My point exactly. God, who would... How could you walk out the door wearing that clothing? Well, that's why they're brave. How could you fucking... They have to live their character. These The haircuts these fucking wrestlers have. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, we got the setup. Let's see the end. All right, here is the end. So again, it's been set up. Okay, this is... This is so the brother has to have a... Is, is this his woman? Uh, Yeah, and he hasn't told anyone what the end of the match is going to be. Shit. Sorry. He's safe. Always am. Hell yeah. Their little GoPro, that's the... The new camera. It's Well, and it's letting you know they didn't get a new camera. Because middle of the episode, he was like, get us new cameras. They didn't have the money. So that little... Again, the financial pressure is still there. Yeah. You know? Here comes Kid Rock. <clears throat> He's got a two by four like hacksaw. Hell Jim yeah, dude! <laughs> Good guy music. 
He's just jerking off. I'm going to make so much money from this motherfucker oh right here. God. Loser eight-year-old kids. Yay! Oh! That's what Jim Hug Hacksaw Duggan used to do that. Used They're to not losers. God. They're eight. When they're 15, 16, then you can start calling them losers. I'm a loser, but eight-year-old kids, this is like what it's for. This is, this is fun. An eight-year-old kid needs that girl to I, fucking I, wank to. I, 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 well, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I need that to wank to. So they're all coming out. Okay, they meaning, okay, so this is... The, all the wrestlers, because oh, they know the like they're calling it in the ring. They don't know how this is going to end. This is the big decision for Stephen Amell. Of like, what decision do you make? Are you dropping the belt and giving the company to your brother and hoping that he doesn't leave? Is this the pilot episode? Yes. Okay. Yep. This isn't a bad pilot. No, this is, you know. Uh-oh. The heel. He's really stretching him out. <laughs> Like you see the ref looking at him like Does he break his arm? Also keep in mind the fans paid a lot of money to see a good long match. Jack! 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 Stop! 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 Now! Ring the bell! He's going into business for himself. Yep. Pacer, you okay? That's the decision. And he just hurt his brother, so yeah. now he's his arm is fucked up. Exactly, so he can't leave. He's not going to be a valuable come And go, the yeah. crowd is about to turn. He's he's about to become a heel because <laughs> you just fucked the crowd over. So they're going to start they start throwing garbage at him and shit. So he totally fucked his character over like How often does this happen? <laughs> I mean, the, I'm sure Stephen Amell, not this specifically, but shit like this has happened where yeah. people go into business for themselves. Yeah. I mean, this happened to Bret Hart. Vince McMahon came out and told the ref to ring the bell while he, well, before the submission move even got locked in. <laughs> Bret Hart fucking hawked the loogie on his face live on TV. <laughs> and then left for WCW. Well, at least because, whatever. Vince McMahon is a despicable human being. Here we have our Southern resolution. Gonna be singing a George Strait song. Things are gonna be okay in our lives now. We got a white president. That's okay. We That's got the rid of the Negro. That's right. Hell yeah, this is my territory, brother. That's right, George Strait's gonna come out and sing us a song. It's gonna be real simple, but it's gonna feel deep inside. Cause we're a bunch of morons. <laughs> so what what year commercials you feeling? Um, we're, at, we're at a minute, five, we're at an hour, five minutes. You wanna ease into a break or are you still feeling good? Yeah, we should ease into a break. Uh, how about, you know what, I'm so partial to late 70s, early 80s. You know what? Let's do something more like a late 80s. Era. I'll do 87, the year yeah. I was born. Yeah, you're a graduate from high school. Big year for me, too. To the Kings, and Mitchell got a hold of them. But look, uh, Obi Toppin, right. the Summer League. Uh, February 87, we're doing the. Oh, this is. I'm going to see if I can get one. So this is February 20th, 1987 commercials, five days before I was born. And the Knicks need them. They need them in that front court. Uh, born March 3rd? I was born February 25th. Oh, February 25th. 
That was a good fucking hawk Man. right there. Yeah, no, I, I do. I, I just, You'll like that. All right, we'll be back after a break here, boys. AD and P Realtors. Look for the white commercials. Got there. a little bit more sophisticated in the late eighties. I got a little bit more like refined. See you on the other side. Yeah, 15, fifteen minutes or so. Attracts so many excellent accounting, financial, and data processing professionals. We do it by treating our temps like full-time employees. Our benefits package is the most extensive among temporary services, offering life and health insurance, transportation and child care allowances, profit sharing, and more. For the best temporary accounting, data, and word processing personnel, call Account Temps at 568-4580. In 1986, for the fourth straight year, Volkswagen was the best-selling European car line in America. To celebrate, Volkswagen's offering the Jetta, America's best-selling European nameplate for only $166 a month. See your local Volkswagen dealer and get a Jetta from stock or order through February 15th. Or great deals on any of the 1987 Volkswagens. But hurry, the cars and deals are going fast. Hurry into your Pennsylvania, Delaware Volkswagen dealer today. Panel discussion on America after Cinema 6 tonight. Welcome to the Million Dollar Movie. Tonight's feature film is Love and Bullets, starring Charles Bronson, Jill Ireland, and Rod Steiger. You're a resourceful fellow, Charlie. You convince him. Southern Star Adjustable Bed. With gentle support at the neck, hips, and knees, Southern Star conforms its shape exactly to yours. But perhaps its most relaxing feature is a surprisingly affordable price. Call 1-800-221-8233 to find out how you can afford the bed of your dreams. A Southern Star. The other night, the Pepperidge Farm Bakers called an emergency meeting. Fiber! These rapids will scare folks off. It was about the labels on new five-star fiber breads. Where does it mention the taste? We baked in all those tempting apples and raisins. Crunchy nuts and seeds. And this just goes on about five kinds of fiber. Pepperidge Farm five-star fiber. Taste what all the fuss is about. We could mail everybody a slice. Your Nissan dealers are kicking the competition right where it counts. The bottom line. Compare the bottom line price of our five-speed Sentra with a comparable Toyota Tercel or a Honda Civic. Compare the Stanza with Toyota and Honda. Or compare our luxurious Maxima to the Toyota Cressida. All at rock-bottom prices. And now, special factory incentives can save you hundreds more. But don't wait. And don't pay more. See your nearby first-class Nissan dealer today. Stand back. The mightiest beast in motion picture history returns. There is a girl out there who might be running for her life from some gigantic ape. Jeff Bridges and Academy Award winner Jessica Lange. Let him climb to the top of the World Trade Center. In the Dino De Laurentiis film that puts Super Colossal back into motion pictures, King Kong. Don't miss the tension, romance, and excitement Saturday night.
Another 30 seconds of common sense. While you've been waiting for someone else to buy the first Hyundai Excel, over 120,000 of your friends and neighbors are enjoying their first Excels. Making Hyundai the best-selling first-year import in history. And now the 87s are here, better than ever, and still starting at only $49.95. So, what are you waiting for? Hurry down to your Hyundai dealer. Bring a friend. For your nearest Delaware Valley Hyundai dealer, call toll-free today. We sell cars that make sense. New York is a whole world in a city where the lights never go up. Can't resist the urge to shop. The performance never stops. Always something new to view. Always someone to look up to. New York, you won my heart. Golas or your travel agent will win your heart. Another 30 seconds of common sense. Should you buy another used car or a new Hyundai XL? With used, you never really know how much is left unused. But right now, for the average price of a used car, you can get a brand new Hyundai XL. Thoroughly equipped, never used, never abused, and starting at only $49.95. I suggest you pull yourself together and get down to your Hyundai dealer. Hurry. For your nearest Delaware Valley Hyundai dealer, call toll-free today. We sell cars that make sense. Ralph Canisano created Ragu traditional spaghetti sauce, but he sold and left the company. He then created Francesco Rinaldi. Ralph, which do you think tastes even more Italian? Francesco Rinaldi. As I got older, I got better. Oh, yeah, Ralph? As you got older, you got better? We'll see. Compare Francesco Rinaldi to Ragu. All you've got to lose is your shirt, and we'll send you a new one. Hey, Ralph, me too. As I got older, I got better. Ciao, oh, Francesco, Francesco Rinaldi. Rinaldi. A burst of data, and then a pause. Another burst, another pause. That's the accepted, inefficient nature of data transmission. But at Bell Atlantic, we found a way to fill those wasteful pauses. Now, many companies can share the use and the cost of expensive data lines. Managing communications technologies to meet your needs, that's what sets us apart. The companies of Bell Atlantic, we make technology work for you. Behold, the Isuzu Pup, the lowest price truck in America. About six dollars. 
Buy a puff now and you can get 3.9% financing or 500 pounds of bananas. Why, I saved enough money to buy this island and all the fish. Tenumeli, Kiki Bobo. Come in today for 3.9% financing or $500 rebate on a Suzu's Pup Truck, the lowest priced truck in America. Your Nissan dealers are kicking the competition right where it counts. The bottom line. Compare the bottom line price of our 5-speed Sentra with a comparable Toyota Tercel or a Honda Civic. Compare the Stanza with Toyota and Honda. Or compare our luxurious Maxima to the Toyota Cressida. All at rock bottom prices. And now, special factory incentives can save you hundreds more. But don't wait. And don't pay more. See your nearby first class Nissan dealer today. The hardest thing I ever had to do was tell Roger I had genital herpes. But I could also tell him that my herpes was controllable. You see, my doctor has counseled me and prescribed a treatment program that really helps. If you have or think you have herpes, see your doctor, especially if you haven't been within the past year. And find out that having herpes doesn't mean the end of your world. This message brought to you by the Burroughs Welcome Company. ways to take breakfast by the hand. Pontiac builds excitement. Now the excitement builds at your Pontiac Pace Centers with high-performance savings on every 1987 Pontiac. Buy or lease and get up to $1,200 cash back depending on model and equipment. Just take actual retail delivery from dealer stock by April 30th and get up to $1,200 cash back. Plus, every 1987 Pontiac comes with a six-year, 60,000-mile warranty for high-performance excitement. See your Pontiac Pace Centers. Trail stomping, brain dropping, everything you're looking for in a rugged, no holds barred 4x4. It's rough, tough, brush busting. The 1987 Suzuki Samurai. It's coming on strong. 4x4 by Suzuki. Gravel grabbing, dirt biking, taking you there, anywhere, even places you forgot to go. The third, we were showing some business people how to spot troublemakers. Look out for Neil, copycat blank. I thought he worked for you. Hustle's a strange directory. Says your ad will get results. I'll bet. And steer clear of Pat, double talk Cannon. Heard too? Pushes a book with fewer ads and less information. Which means fewer calls and less business. And don't trust skinny Johnny Lowell. Him? Who can you trust? You're looking at him. As for positive identification from the people with the genuine Bella Pennsylvania yellow pages. We wrote the book. Chasing the chill away from a rainy day Oh, something to warm you up 
real soup, real ingredients. America's favorite instant soup. America's custom, America's custom. Dad, listen, we were in a car accident. At least her pretty bad. She's with the doctors now. He made a left turn right in front of us, Dad. Yes, it's like I'm witnesses. Fault. I gave a police report. I'll need help with are... Julie's medical bills. The car's total. Something doesn't sound right. The guy that hit us told me to call his insurance agent. Sure, I know Jacoby and Myers. I'll call them first. I'll do it right away. When Jeff came to Jacoby and Myers, we told him that we'd take care of contacting insurance companies, doctors, everything, and that there's no fee until the case is settled. Thanks, Dad. That helps a lot. We'll return with Love and Bullets right after these messages. Now you can afford the rest of your life on the bed of your dreams. Introducing Southern Star Adjustable Beds. A Southern Star bed can relax and revitalize your body from head to toe at the touch of a fingertip. With gentle support at the head, the hips, and the knees, your Southern Star bed conforms its shape exactly to yours. But perhaps the most relaxing feature of a Southern Star bed is its surprisingly affordable price. So if you've never dreamed you could afford a bed of this quality, call Southern Star at 1-800-221-8233. And find out how you can afford the bed of your dreams. A Southern Star. 1-800-221-8233. We'll sing your song. We'll make you laugh. We'll make you think. Have we got stories to tell you? We'll teach you to book dance. We make you feel at home. Tennessee will put a song in your heart and help you remember. You'll have the time of your life in Tennessee. We'll take you for a roll on the river, and then twang, pluck, pick, pound, thump, strum, drum, clap, and stomp for you. We'll show you a good time. That's what we'll do. I'd like to take some hot laps in one of their RX-7 race cars. They didn't have to ask twice. Whew, I'm telling you, nothing pours out power as smoothly as a rotary engine. It makes for a great race car and a great sports car. This RX-7 also has one of the most advanced suspension systems in the world. It loves to be driven hard. Check it out. But don't blame me if you start hating what you're driving now. Want to take it out again, Mr. Garner? Like I said, you don't have to ask me twice. Right now, Michael's Furniture is having a massive inventory sell-off at all five stores as we must close our South Philadelphia store. Nothing is being held back. Everything goes regardless of cost, profit, or loss. Michael's must sell. You must save and save big. Now is the best time to buy. Use your Visa and MasterCard or arrange for easy budget terms. Extra salespeople and cashiers on hand to serve you. Everything first come, first sold. If you need furniture, don't miss this spectacular sell-off. All five stores open seven days a week and nights. 
when they're soaked in, penetrating. When they're protein stains, you need the power to cut through. The protein power of Era Plus. This grape stain is made of protein, and protein gets out protein. And look, Era even has the power to cut through the ground-in dirt below. Nothing gets out every stain, but you've got Era Plus. Protein power to cut clean through. A lot of people count on Dave Roberts and AccuWeather on Action News because when Dave calls for snow, it usually snows. When AccuWeather predicts a rainy day, it usually rains. When Dave says it's going to get windy, it's usually windy. And when Dave and AccuWeather call for an absolutely beautiful sunny day, they're, well, almost always usually right. So count on Dave Roberts and AccuWeather only on Action News. We'll return with Love and Bullets right after these messages. You can get a dependable, roomy, front-wheel drive Hyundai Excel for only $49.95. Or you can pay a couple of thousand more and get one of these. Hyundai. Cars that make sense. First Lady Nancy Reagan. School-age drug abuse is one of our most pressing problems. The health of our next generation is at stake. Each young victim needs the kind of love and concern. All right, we're easing our way back in here, boys. And the neighborhood. Together, we can win against school-age drug abuse. Was that Barbara Bo or was that Nancy that's Reagan? That's Nancy Reagan. She's a fucking cunt. Just a fucking certified cunt. Republican fucking Hold on, we're going to make it official. All right. Love and bullets. Do you even know what that movie is? I I have no memory whatsoever of that movie. Let's look you it know. up. Back in high school, Do you know what that looks like? Is is that Mimi Rogers? No, I don't know. She was. No, that I definitely know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wasn't she in Parenthood? Yes, uh, she's like the mom in yeah, Parenthood. Yeah, exactly. Opposite of like Rick Moranis's character. She had a little career, you know. Jello pudding, the dessert you don't have to desert. There you go, national commercial. 1979. What, 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 Rod what? Steiger's in it. Charles Bronson. It's a Charles Bronson movie. Yeah, Steiger getting a paycheck. Arizona cop is sent to Switzerland to bring in uh, the girlfriend of a dangerous mobster so she can testify against him. The mobster sends someone to assassins. <laughs> it, it, it is... Uh, Rod Steiger, I guess, had such crippling depression... Uh, that, that he would, I could get a house like in Malibu that looked over the ocean. I guess for two straight years, all he did was just get out and just sit on a chair on his porch and look at the ocean for two straight years. That's I how mean, bad his crippling depression yeah, was. Yeah, but that's how good his bank was. Yeah, it, yeah, no, he had the money. We but have a role. Can you imagine being that, that I mean, you, I mean, you're, you're when you when you've been depressed. How does your depression matter? Let me preface this. I'm not a big one on depression. I think I'm like Todd Massey in that regard. I'm not a big one on depression. Certainly, much more anxiety, which is the same again, opposite side, the same coin. You right. Know, similar emotional kind of gear that makes it possible. When you're depressed, how does your depression manifest itself? I'm just curious. Um, I don't know, man. Like, what causes it? Not what causes it, but when, when you know you're depressed, how do you behave? I just don't want to do anything. You, you, I, yeah. I'm, I become stationary. Okay. And okay. like, so I, just, I just, I just want to like look at the floor. Yeah, like a catatonic type. Thing. Yeah. So like a Rod Steiger. Okay. I think some people manifest itself differently. You know, 
I think some people get like really suicidal like, and shit. You know? I had to fight it a little bit yesterday. I was I was preparing for this show for this live stream. Yeah, and then I started sending out messages to get shows, and like I wasn't I didn't get a response right away, and I immediately just like slumped in my chair. Yeah, and for the next three hours, it was me just checking my messages on my phone. Like I totally lost all sort of will to work on the show. Yeah, do all that. Interesting. Uh, so you're weak. No, no, I was no, no, dude, I, I totally get it. It's interesting, you know, doing the meditation thing. I think I've told you I've been meditating now for over two years. I, I didn't realize this is one of the things I've learned through meditation. It's such a simple thing that when, when something bad, like when, when my expectations aren't met for something, just the extent to which I just I go into like a kind of a self-loathing, self-defeating type mode or immediate negative thoughts. I think about something that happened. You know, it's letting go is a real issue for me. It's not it's not an easy thing for me. It's not an easy thing. I, I, maybe I'm a little better at it, but it's not an easy thing. You know, um, I don't I, I don't quite know why that's the case. You know, it's uh but yeah, the, the, just how often I would do that. Uh, meditation has made me aware, and I'm much more able to stop it from occurring now, which is a good feeling, actually. Like my thought, I realized, oh no, I'm going on this negative path because that just didn't happen for me. And, and it could be simple things. Oh my God, my computer just wasn't working the way I wanted it to work. Oh, oh, I'm upset. You know, it's like, no, don't sweat that. Yeah, don't, don't sweat that shit at all. You, you know, you got to think to yourself. This is the happiest day of my life. <clears throat> that guy sounded like he was on medication. I think he was. That was a medication, but not this guy. At Blue Cross Blue Shield, we've been protecting millions of people for over 75 years. It's what gives us the experience and understanding to help you find a plan that fits where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. Get. I, I think I've got a pretty good voice for, for radio. In my head, very oftenly, I go... Beau Rivage. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I told you this guy was gonna. I was gonna do uh, the subset. You know, they, they were gonna have a not a competitor, but they were gonna have an independent wrestling event on Sunday, the day after SummerSlam, and he wanted me to announce the wrestlers. He couldn't have been a nicer guy. I want to do it. I just don't want to deal with this this Delta variant. I, I'm just not comfortable with it. Yeah, I I, I, I I've done I've done a very good job of not getting it through. 18 months or however long knock it's been. On wood? Yeah, knocked on wood. But and I still want to work for this guy, but he's like, Your voice is great. You got a great announcer voice. And I can't tell you how many times I hear it. At least once or twice a week I hear from passengers, you've got a really good voice. You you should be I said, I have a voiceover agent. You should tell him I have a podcast. I, you know, you should listen to it. Yeah. I actually I've told people about the podcast. Hell yeah. You know? Uh but I um anyway, I, that would be a perfect opportunity. That wrestling thing, it'd be a perfect foot in the door. He's gonna pay me 150 bucks. That's, that's a good little score, you know. It was gonna be like so, a, it was a 400 person seat, like kind of ooh. gym, you know. So it's gonna be kind of an event. So before we crack into history and all that, we got a little bit of news. This is the big thing that's happened in Afghanistan has fallen. It's weird how when Bush went to war, and I'm not saying this trying to defend conservative yeah. policies, but like everybody was like, "This is a mistake. We shouldn't ever." But then we years later we actually go and it is a bad idea yeah. but now people it's almost like people are pro the afghanistan war all they're doing is they're trying to stick something on biden that's all they want to do like liberals are trying to yeah they're trying to stick something on biden and, and fine i get it it's the game but <clears throat> the fucking war has been going on for 20 years i remember democrat the same democrats that are mad about these human atrocities that the taliban are doing are the same people who said like maybe it was safer when saddam hussein was running it 
Oh, oh, oh. The no, terrorists no. kept it in control. No, no, no. The, the fact that he was the most emasculated dictator, that was a fucking mistake. I remember Mikey Manker getting up in my face one time about that because he's so dumb. He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't realize what an absolute. Could you. That war cost $2 trillion. $2 trillion. If you would have said, oh, we're going to give that to people in this country. No, you're not. That's going to affect their incentive to work. No, man. You. That's, that's a government handout. They're going to get that. As opposed to what? Killing. What advantage did that war give this country? Is gas cheaper? Oh, it got rid of Saddam Hussein. Someone who had been supportive by the country for years you fucking moron you know oh but he gassed his own people that's what he did yeah he gassed his own which is what he did because he's an awful human being i get that i get there's a million fucking dictators history is littered with dictators like million it completely destabilized the the region which then dovetailed into the fucking arab spring which is why there was a massive civil war in syria which then there was a refugee crisis which then created this whole right wing bullshit we're we're dealing with right now in the world that fuck that it is why war man if you're gonna go to war you better make sure you have the right reasons man that fucking war was terrible the iraq war vietnam i support more than the the iraq war that's how bad i think the iraq war is well because vietnam was like a real there was like an immediate problem right well, I mean, it's 13,000 miles away, but it was an ideology that was organized and had like, you know, armed people. It's and real stuff. communism, baby. You know, but but it's just this Iraq war was a fucking colossal, colossal disaster. I think I'm I, I'm lowball. I think it was three trillion dollars. Well, these tax and spend liberals, oh, they want more government in your life. Yeah, but it's okay to just have a three three trillion dollar war. Not, not to mention the Americans who died in it. Not to mention the hundreds of thousands of Iraqis who died in it. God, this fucking country. Ugh. Ugh. Well, and Meghan and Harry. Do you know who Meg? You know who Meghan and Harry? Well, yeah, are, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. They, it's they left themselves open for just a fucking bunch of jokes. So their statement was, "We're left speechless over by what the, by the." Taliban takeover of, Af- of Afghanistan and everybody's like yeah then shut the fuck up about it yeah they basically put out this blanket statement doing the huge like we're against it obviously uh here give to these charities but I think the tone of it is like what like everybody was on their side when they called the royal family racist because that's great the royal family fucking sucks dick but now I think everybody's kind of like what are you doing here like are you give like are you charity what's this media deal you haven't made a movie or a documentary yet like they're kind of useless just they're just becoming rich people in america yeah so when they made this just very loose blanket statement like you harry was in the afghanistan war i feel like he could say something a little deeper than just like we're not very chuffed about this at all. Well, 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 well yeah, I mean, obviously that's the but reason. That's, but that's, that's why he ha- that's why he has a, an opinion or, or a forum but, to say or you know gravitas. But there, but he's not really using it. Br- like they're being very fucking uh, G-rated about it. Like it's just, very, but I don't know. That's the that's that's how weird our society is. The Afghanistan fell, and everybody's mad about what the former royals have to say about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's just you know things are just. <laughs> Things are gay and you know, fat. I'll be honest. This is the truth. I actually supported the Afghanistan. I I at least understood the reason behind it because that's where the fucking terrorist forces were, for lack of a better word. You know, I, I understand the reasoning behind it. The Iraq war was Ooh. fucking made up. It was made up. It was a contrived. Let's see what the, see what the others are saying about it. One more thing. Uh, I think that... Uh 
Biden's going to have a little bit harder time with the Taliban than he did with uh, old corn pop. And uh, these are some very bad dudes, too. Who's that I'm cunt on the left? Who's that I, I cunt on the left? Martha McCollum. Is she one of like the, is she like the third person that they, behind like Hannity and, and Tucker Carlson? I'm just a blonde girl. My eyes never move. I'm a conservative, steel-eyed fucking girl. Megyn Kelly's a total cunt with a, with a razor-wired vagina. Today I am here with half my heart. They always love pulling out cops saying sad shit on on the right. Yeah. I mean, because that's that's basically they're like, remember BLM, remember BLM. The cops look out for our interests. See what the closing bells the, the, doing. The, the, the cops look out for our interests. We should support them. Yeah, so, they protect uh, think- our interests. Uh, let's let's ease into something a little bit. Dip. We're gonna uh, sorry, I'm getting. Really we're gonna do a live updating quick before we get into TV history. I feel like we get it. We do. We're gonna do a live updating of. We have official TV league standings. This is the final. Okay. We're gonna determine our champion. We're gonna update it live on the air. We're also yeah. gonna talk about some of these shows because some of them are are dramedies like you're trying to do. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I also think some of the people you sent your script to made some of these fucking shows. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so uh, we have the national primetime table. First of all, I've called this the American Television League. There's <laughs> okay. that. And then there's the paid programming league because God damn it. I have over like 400 shows databased here. Jesus. I've spent the past month doing fucking data entry for this podcast. Wow. Good for you. Uh, I have a good base. Now all the movement is going to be based on our opinion and riffs and news sure. based on that. Sure. Uh, so NCIS reign supreme. That is the fucking, I feel like that's the number one show and here, how we're going to determine it since there's so movement, like things go from number one to five throughout any given week. And I'm not crowning a champion every week. So what I'm going to start doing is counting how many times a show is at number one. And at the end of the TV season, like they're the winner, whoever was number one, the, the most, most is the champion of the American television. league. <laughs> uh, again, my script was sent to a producer from NCSI. Now that was NCS, NCIS, right? Naval yeah. NCIS, NCIS, the N- naval, NCIS. whatever the fuck. It's not NC. It's NCIS. NCIS. Okay, good. I got it right. Yeah, I never won. It ain't Jag. Um, and but that was also almost three months ago. And having her boo. So we're actually finishing up our second episode where we've been editing this thing though for weeks. We're going to finally get it done, and we have an entirely new package we're sending out. Uh, frankly, we've improved both the pilot and the second episode. Uh, are we read that we read the? I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, you know, we I got um, uh, uh, we reread through the script last week or was it two weeks ago? No, it was two weeks ago with our with our agent. She was just like, you got to cut out a bunch of the stage direction. So I went back and looked at several pilots that I've read through the years. The best pilot I've read of all the pilots I've read is actually Thirty Rock. The Thirty <laughs> Rock like- one. The White Shadow pilot is fucking <laughs> phenomenal. You know, it was great. Gunsmoke. No, but it, it was, um, and, and it was, you know, it, it didn't even have a, have a title yet. It was called Untitled Tina Fey Project. <clears throat> and it was about, you know, it was 30, what became 30 Rock. Her character descriptions, and she had a ton of stage direction, ton of stage direction, all one and two sentences. It was just to the point. Man moves. So so we just, we literally just, we we whittled out, we were able to whittle out six pages from 83 pages that's how much stage direction over stage direction that we had 
So I'm actually very happy about that decision. I think it's a more efficient and snappier script as a result, which may give it a better chance. Again, you're always kind of prodding and poking and seeing what's going to respond, what's going to stick, yeah. what's going to stick. So we're all, we're going to get the second episode. My writing partner is actually in Cape Cod right now, and he gets back next week. He's going to give me the corrections he made to the stage direction for episode two. I made direct changes. He's going to make changes. We're going to combine it together. We've got a new treatment. we got a we got a character glossary. And we got our bios, and we're putting that in there. So we're going to have an entire package. It's literally like 100 pages. It's a substantial thing that we have. So we'll have two episodes under our belt, you know. So oh, yeah. we'll see. I think that – what else can we do? What else can we Kill do? Kill yourselves. We, we, we got to – Nexus to barrel yeah, of a yeah, gun, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oil, That's man. what you tell your agent. Well, I guess I'll just die. <laughs> Hold on, no, I'm going to do it right now on the Zoom. <laughs> but yeah, like so Bill it, Murray and What About Bob? So, so, <laughs> so we'll see that. That's where I'm at. So NCSI is one of the groups that has not got. Well, they're the champions of the American TV League for the and, first and, year. And what was their record share? What was their rating share? I should say they bounced around. Right now, I have them at 25 at a super at a 25 super rating. That basically means around 25 ish million people through streaming and on television watch it. Wow. It might be a little different now because they're off season, so they're not showing it on network right now. But wow. it's still getting good streaming numbers. That that that's a fat number. I'm gonna sh- I'm, I'm gonna show them. you the gravy because you've never seen. The, you're you're going to be interested in these numbers, so yeah. you can kind of see it on the screen. I'm going to go to the Adam Cam so you can see them a little better. Sure, appreciate. So that. on the behind screen, we have uh, the top ten for the original streaming shows. Now okay. it's viewed in uh, watch minutes, and yeah. it's in millions. So when you see one thousand two seventy, that's a billion watch minutes. minutes. Okay, okay. And what are the what are the top Virgin 10? River is the number one original show the, on the, Netflix. That's the woman who took a pass on her script. Uh, the only feeling I got was from her, the producer so of that show. I would say based on uh, I oh I updated it. So Virgin River has about twenty and a half million accounts. That's wow. it's got a twenty. So it's one, two, three. It's like in the top five right now. Yeah. Roma Roth, the producer on that, took a pass. And, and that's cool. She she gave us feedback. I actually, she was like, uh, characters didn't pop enough. You got to get to the drama a little sooner. So we made some changes as, as a result of that. Let's watch the Virgin River trailer. Do you want to uh, watch yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. It's Tim Matheson and Annette O'Toole from Superman 3. Oh, it's I, in its like second or third season. Oh, I think it's, four, it's fourth season now. See, these Netflix shows pop early. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, people like the show. I mean, obviously, it's got a lot of... I have no idea what it's about, but I, I was... She's very good friends with our quote-unquote agent. I, I say quote-unquote because technically she's not with an agency, but she is acting in the capacity of an agent with the expectation of hopefully producing something. I want to. So this is from 2019, but I would imagine the show hasn't changed much. Just so I can live in there. Um. No. Very CW. Virgin River, I'd like to officially welcome you to our little slice of heaven. I obviously can't stay here. I'll have it cleaned. I'll move the stuffed raccoons. Bird's nest from the oven. So she's a city girl gone to the country. Yeah, with Hallmark a mother one. with a mother who's never combed her hair. We don't kind of get a lot of visitors as beautiful as you. I'm sorry, does that line really work? Why wouldn't it work? I'm the new nurse. You're like angry. Yeah, well, I mean, because I've used <laughs> that same line before. You are a Maybe I should just go. Go. Here's why it doesn't work is because I think it's been a line like that has been shown to be a clear like, oh, you're trying to hit on me. Fuck me. Well, we all are telling myself that I'm crazy for not packing up and going home. How about a show of Virgin River Hospitality? (laughs) 20 million people watching the fuck out of this show. What is going on? I'm 
God, this does have a complete. You know what? Is Annette O'Toole her mom? Yeah. And it's Netflix, so they're going to show some aged side boob, probably. You know what, Crow? We're giving this five extra super points. Yeah, let's watch it. You don't want to face the past, so you ran away from home. I came here so that I could help people. Oh, what are you thrusting? That's an angry old man. Stick around. Can we go back? I want to see Annette O'Toole as, as an old woman. Because she, she, I remember her being a Superman 3. See, I know her as an old woman because I know her from Smallville. She was old in Smallville. Oh, oh yeah. Look, I have to go back to even earlier than this. That's her. That's Annette O'Toole. Yep, yeah, it is. It is. Officially welcome you to our little slice of heaven. You, you know, that's Peter O'Toole's daughter, you realize. The guy who starred in... Uh, yeah, in, and in, she's uh, married to the Lawrence dude from Arabia. Spinal Tap. <clears throat> Christopher Guest? No, the other guy, the blonde guy. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Oh, exactly. He was also in Smallville. He plays Perry White in Smallville. Line really works. So this is Virgin River. The, the, uh, again, the producer on this show. Look at the producers on here. Took a pass on my, on my script. But, you know, hey, that's... Okay. You, you know something, Keith? God be year, the glory a year to ago, everybody. A year ago, that was not a conversation I could have. Six months ago, not a conversation I could have. It's third season. It's got three seasons. Yeah, I know. So it's Tim been Matheson is in it. Yeah, Holy shit. It, it, it's got a very... It's got uh, a 7.4 out of 10 on Rotten... Let's see what the audience score is on this fucking show. It does have okay, fifty six percent. So the audience thinks it's gay, but the critics love it because it's probably all woke and fucking safe. It's all gay and non Joe Rogany, <laughs> bro Rogan, bro Rogan. Yeah. So twenty. We're gonna give that live on air. Uh, holy shit! By the way, I'm proud of my post. It's I gonna had. be fucking neck and neck here. We're giving it f- a five extra super points. Uh, so this show is now second place. It's fucking creeping up on NCIS, but NCIS okay. is the champion. Virgin River is that big of a show. Downton Abbey and Shadow and Bone oh, yeah. are down. They're off the list. So we're moving them down into here's this is going to take a little I bit. I know people who like Downtown Abbey. It's great. But the thing about streaming is it goes it, they waffle because people will watch the fuck out of it for two weeks and then, not and really then watch it just it. fucking dies. So what I've created is a relegated league, and these are shows that Jesus, are either you put, you put them way down are there. either well because <laughs> it's the bottom. Uh, so these shows are off the air, like Conan no longer exists, um, and they all go into their their super rating. So Downton Abbey and Shadow and Bone are going into the relegated category for now, but people still watch them. Sure. Uh, so we have Atypical and Never Have I Ever. These are also Netflix shows, but look at the drop off here. We have 20 million accounts watching Virgin River. And then it virtually gets cut in half with you have 10 watching Never Have I Ever. I don't wow. even know what the fuck that Virgin is. Virgin River had a big had a big uh, billboard on, on Sunset in West Hollywood. So it's like, th- that's a successful show. There's billboards for everything it, out it's, here. It's so fucking LA. It's so, oh, my billboard was up there. Oh. Here's the trailer to Never Have I Ever. Uh, let's see how different this show is from Virgin River. Yeah, exactly. I want to see like, uh, uh, the color palette. Oh, this is Young Children. You don't look like you're asleep. What are you doing here? I'm doing exactly what I said I'd do. So it's teens. I'm here, here to have sex with you. Holy fuck. Oh, she's dreaming. Whoa. Having a fucking old clam bake in the in the sack. Guys, sophomore year is It's a Bollywood show. Bollywood music in the narrow. That looks like a young Sabine. <laughs> Oh, that's a Chicago deep cut right there. Ch- what a, by the way, 
What she's a beautiful attractive. woman. She's attractive. Oh, beautiful. She's, it's earned her fucking AutoZone commercials for the local m- market. Oh, oh, she does? Yeah, I love how you're, that's impressive, too. Good, good. Hey, man, what the hell, man? I mean, gotta start somewhere. She's the girl, if you're ever watching a, a siding company from the southwest suburbs of Chicago, she's the wife of the white boy that's buying the siding. Oh, oh, that's, that's like, what her character will be? Yeah. If there was a couple buying Empire Carpet, Sabine's the wife. I won't be able to walk again tomorrow because I'm about to go get railed. Peace out, virgin. That's pretty fucking funny. That is pretty. Oh, Mindy Kaling did this. The whole being a virgin in high school was like, you were like the biggest loser. on. When I look back on that, it is ridiculous to me. 10 million people watching this. How does that make you feel? This actually looks kind of funny. No, it looks great. I'm going to watch it with the gal. Me and Larry are going to watch this show. (laughs) Hello, Larry. Yes, I am. I mean, this looks kind of funny. I mean, I I, I don't know. I tell you what, the way it looks, the way it looks and its tone, I like it more than a certain other show we just watched. Uh, D- Downton Abbey is Focus Features Studios biggest box office release ever yet because they closed it with a movie so that's never have I ever we got the crow approval on that one yeah I tell you what again being a virgin in high school which I was completely ashamed by when I eventually lost it and I got my first girlfriend I was like okay now I've had sex a lot that's good I, I checked that off the box you know what I mean like it's just like you're just a you're it's fine it's fine if any to our younger listeners if you're 16 years old and you haven't had sex yet that's okay so now we're seeing one the day movement. you're gonna have it <laughs> so since we move those two shows off I get to move one show from the prime access table up so Chicago med gets promoted to the big leagues baby Chicago med but for who knows how long um sweet tooth also a show i'm i'm gonna go through and kill some of these shows that's not on sweet tooth ain't on fucking bosh people are loving bosh yeah um yeah sweet tooth is currently off that's gonna be relegated so take that away but yeah this is basically the end of the this is how it's looking right now this is all up to date so so what are the names i I can't see it for me my old man eyes don't see it so we got number one is ncis number two is virgin river number four is loki but let's change that because let's see how many people are watching the fucking oh yeah so it's so it's got 386 million watch minutes way down well because the show's over it was in it was in the billions uh, so that's 2 million. Here's how the math works. It's 2 million accounts for every 100 million watch minutes. So we have 387 million watch minutes. So that's two, four, six million accounts plus 86. Let's give that another fucking half. So that is six and a half million accounts. So it's gone from 20 million to six. But again, it's because they don't have any new episodes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. How many, how long was their run? How many episodes do they have? seven or something so like that. six or eight maybe. and disney drops them weekly so that's why it's so high because people will watch the fuck out of one episode my, my hope is is to get a 10 episode that, that's like the idea. so that drops off that takes this into the prime access table oh no we're dropping two tables this is going into the late fringe why oh because oh, that's when the numbers are correct yeah the numbers necessitate. and then i have okay. this thing the super rating is set to where if i drop it in the table it automatically sorts it oh god like Keith. this is a this is a real yeah, soccer exactly. table I, I get it man you, you're the master so now loki is number four in the late fringe table which means we got another spot available which is the the nail in all of our heart young sheldon is back in the fucking oh, top flight god Young Sheldon, it's so funny. He's a nerd. But look at the difference here. So Young Sheldon is number twenty, 
and it's got it's got a nine super rating which means nine million accounts roughly nine million accounts slash people watch young sheldon uh, but NCIS, 25. Virgin River, 25. Boy, what is so the good? The gap at- is insane. Yeah, it is. And it then is. lower when you get to the paid programming league, the gap isn't so stark. Like, you'll have fucking shows move top to bottom. Like, look, 823, and then the top is just over the, like, in a million. What is so appealing about NCIS? What, 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 what? It's a- I feel like it's just fucking, it's like a warm blanket to people, you know? Um, I mean, but the plot lines are like, it's, it's kind of like a, a mystery, right? Isn't it kind of the mystery? God, people really like those. And people, I think people like that tattooed goth girl that was the fucking like uh, the oh, forensics yeah, girl. Yeah. So she left after like the 18th season. Um, and then like Wilmer was, Valderrama Fez from that 70s show is in it now. Uh, was Mark Harmon in that show? He's still on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boomers love NCIS, Bailey says. Yeah. Boomers must like it. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Well, yeah. The, well, people love a cop procedural as much as people shit on the police. Oh, it's listen. There's there have probably been Keith. Honestly, pilots shows are successful. I mean, there's probably been over a thousand cop shows in the history of fucking television. They're just deadline White House. You know, it's. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Right. Lucifer is still up there. <clears throat> so the top 10 of original shows here, we have Loki at 386 heist. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know what it is either. Let's go to, let's see. Heist. Heist. Net. That guy's got kind of an odd face. Or the right withdrawal there. from Afghanistan. Uh, 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 oh, it's just, what a failure. Resettlement. I mean, it is a wow. pipeline to a whole lot of people that are not inspired to violence. But for he and she who are inspired to violence. Them? You mean them? A, Why are we gendering terrorists? Wouldn't that be wild if she got canceled oh for doing that? God. Uh, yeah. Here's Heist, the official trailer for Heist. Like if you work in a bank with a vault wide open with nobody Hell yeah, seeing brother. you, are you going to do it if you don't get caught? Gotta not play that song. So these are bank robbers. Miami, Miami. big shock. It's in Miami, that pirate city. And they just released a Cocaine Cowboys documentary. Again? Yeah. (laughs) Vegas, that gets you to be in Vegas for a place too. We were like Bonnie and Clyde. The bourbon theft of the decade. Well over a million dollars. I know I'm sick of putting gate at the end of things. Oh, I oh that th- that's been. Pff. It was the name of a hotel. It wasn't the scandal. They called yeah. it Watergate because it happened in Watergate. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's not. A, it, it's Ooh, not Pussygate. amazing. We got Pussygate happening here. I mean that that that, that is legacy. That's Nixon's legacy. It's deemed the ultimate scandal. And frankly, Keith, and frankly, compared to what's going on now, is tame. Watergate is tame compared. So to what I'm gathering on. from this is uh, some gals robbed Vegas by showing their titties. It's also right this in. is derivative to me. There's the music and stuff. I found it a bit derivative. It doesn't look terrible, but it, it's a bit derivative. You know, it doesn't look terrible. Like doesn't this might as well be the movie? Uh, what was that movie with Johnny Depp? A blow or something? Blows or, the shit. You know, the way I watched Blow sh- recently. Blow holds up. Do you know mm-hmm. what we watched last night? The Net with fucking Sandra Bullock. Oh, how was that, man? That movie is insane. So check this out. We'll oh, I'm so curious. I'm so, I'm so interested. The Net, dude. Because so, it's got to be so fucking dated. 
They get your identity. They know what they're going to, you know, they, my God, they're Dude, di- the whole plot of the movie is they, they run a low level and sh- like identity fraud scam on her. So she's this hacker who helps like video games. Like she deletes bugs off video games and then someone sends her a virus. Watch this trailer. We all live in the age of information. We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up? This guy ends up being bad. Jack Devlin. My name is Jack Devlin. What a fucking 90s name. They fuck on a boat, by the way, too. I love how it's like, she's the star. He's just up and coming, you know? Well, they set her up real frumpy. So the movie starts with her hacking and she orders pizza on the computer, which probably blew people's fucking mind in 1995. Absolutely. And then later on, she books books that ticket to Mexico on a computer. That that was like the cutting edge like people probably thought she's a millionaire that's just like it, it just yeah it, that that was just mind-blowing i remember when i first first heard about viruses you know what my reaction was this is how this is what i'm like as a human that's being. fucking yeah well I, I was just like well, why would someone do that every trace of our that's kind of the vibe in this distance is computerized everything about us is encoded somewhere on a complex network of information Computers listen to this guy's on. voice yes Perfect hiding place. Computer analyst Angela Bennett was just doing her job. Her diskette. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I, I had a ton of those. My original material. Stand up. Oh my god! When I she thought she was so cute. What is this? Oh, should have seen. I plugged it in, and I'm staring at the personal medical files of the Undersecretary of Defense, Michael Bergstrom. <gasps> How long would it take to track her? Depends on. So that Jack Devlin guy is a assassin for a group of cyber terrorists, terrorists called the Praetorians. And Sandra Bullock's friend sends her this virus that they're trying to. The basic plot is <clears throat> there's this guy that's the head of this cyber security firm called the Cathedral. And he is sending out this virus to like her flight gets canceled because someone hacks the fucking the fucking systems and all they do crow is they put their flights from active to canceled and it fucking grounds all of lax because people get there and they're like my fucking flight's canceled because if the computer says it it's gospel yeah exactly um so throughout the movie a bunch of people are doing that in the background that's like the b plot as she's in mexico so she meets this assassin guy they fuck on a boat but the whole game is he's sent there to intercept his disc she has this virus on her and it's their virus so that's how they meet they fuck on a boat uh then it goes this movie's wild so then what they do when she gets back they steal her identity when she gets back to america her house has been sold she has no job they say her name is ruth marks they like live action put all these like uh strikes on her record so the cops arrest her this like they fuck her life up hard yeah but what's funny is people don't believe she's her like she's like i'm angela bennett and they're like how come no one's seen you before here maybe they'll get to it something why would anybody want to do any of oh and dennis miller plays the fucking good guy (laughs) and it's so funny because you're expecting him to turn because he's all right wing now yeah but i was like no in 95 dennis miller was gold oh yeah Farther than she could ever imagine. They hack into computers and they cause this chaos. Wall Street. The market panicked as officials suspended trading. The Department of Water and Power in Atlanta. LAX. We've lost radar contact. Oh yeah, her friend who sends her the virus, 
he's like, you got to meet me tomorrow morning. This is big. And when he's flying to LAX, he's like, all right, LAX, I'm flying in. And LAX is like, we don't have you on visuals. And the hackers fuck up his instruments. And he flies into like a fucking building. A mountain or something? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It's, it's a smokestack. He flies into the smokestack of a factory. <laughs> clearly in the valley. Okay. They're manipulating her world. You can make a reality what we choose. According to the Department of Motor Vehicles, you're with Marks. They, they, they've screwed with my information and, and my fingerprints. I don't understand. Why me? Infiltrating her life. Find whoever she's been speaking to. By the way, they picked her because she has no friends. They picked someone who, I was who would say, be insignificant. Exactly. Yeah, because they have set her family. Because at the the first five minutes of the movie, are dudes tr- trying to ask her out in chat rooms, and she's just like, no, no, like she's just shooting down every opportunity to be social. What to what, set up that like she's this frump at home? What's her? Th- what is her? Uh, what What are the stories about her personality, Bullock? What do they say about her? Like in real life? Yeah, yeah. What's supposed to be I her mean, thing? she seems to me to be the type of person who's very nice on camera, but when you meet her is kind of like, Cold not a total bitch, but yeah. like, leave me alone. Like, I just yeah. want to be in my mosquito infested estate in Austin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the net, dude. But I, the whole God. plot is a low level. By the way, what was Jeremy it? Northam fucking getting a role? Dude, dude, that whole, <laughs> that whole, the classic with the 90s too. It was always the running guy or the running woman down the street. There was always a climactic scene yeah. or some scene where a tie was over the shoulder and they're running full speed. It was Tom Cruise in The Firm. It's Sandra Bullock in The Net. It was every fucking movie back then. I had to have a scene like that. So crocious. Are you ready for The it? growing threat of violent extreme. You know, it's... <laughs> This is not God. You ready for a little this week in TV history? Yeah, I'm sorry. I am. I am. I am. Baby now. 1958 TV game show scandal investigation starts. That's, I think, the quiz show thing, right? Yeah. Was that... They figured that out by the time you were born, right? Were were quiz show game shows on when you were a kid? Uh... Well, I mean, yeah, there were still game shows, obviously. They were totally But, like, on. Family Feud was probably rolling when you were fucking conscious. No, no. I remember Family Feud coming, hitting the scene, like, in 77, 78, I think it was when it was Richard Dawson. Uh, my game show was uh, Price is Right. Price hot is Right. Bench. Was, I, I liked watching Price is Got Right. P- this is the game shows now, court shows. We're Look at that hot to bench. to keep up with the yep. rent in April, May, June, July. <laughs> no, you were only paying in pieces. It's worth noting that you have a jurisdiction Ooh, bless where me. a lot of people aren't paying at all. And you need three judges. What? Well, yeah. What is this federal? Do you, so when you do a federal appellate court, you go to that. It's three. There's three judges that make a decision that then goes to the Supreme Court potentially. But it's, and and they're all appointed by the president. You know, you may not have been enough. You've uh, got uh, to pay rent. Uh, do you realize that the the, the court system in this country? Has been completely flooded with people who barely have a law degree. Well, that's how because it, it is the right wing. It is all part of the playbook. Well, that's how I'm trying to find a game show, but that's how desperate they are for a brand. Is all of these shows the are? He didn't pay me this much rent. He signed a lease and wanted to leave, but this is what it says. It's just the most boring. Oh my God, we're putting on traffic while we do this week in TV history. This is Omar Epps and his white girlfriend. They find a phone that belongs to a bunch of sex traffickers and they have to fend off a bunch of sex traffickers in the LA Hills. Oh yeah, wasn't this supposed to be kind of a racial thing too? Like a this came up recently, right? Yeah, like 2014 or 18. Oh, I thought it was, yeah, that was 2018. Yeah, I thought it was Paula relatively Patton, recent. Omar Epps, Laz Alonzo, Bray and John embark on a romantic weekend getaway in an isolated estate in the mountains. They're pleasantly surprised when two of their friends, Darren and Malia, show up unexpectedly with a fucking petter ass phone. 
Ooh, are they having sex now? Oh, like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. About to jerk it off behind the well, wheel of his... Give him some roadhead. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, look at her. This is a great sexy montage. Why? Look at him. Come a long way from Major League, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Major League 3. 1981, mean? Jerry Lewis appears on Donahue to defend telethons. Wow. Do you remember that at all? No, I remember Donahue. Let's put this and on. And I watched... Tel- you know, here's the situation, Phil. I've been doing the telethon because... I know people who have muscular dystrophy, and I wanted to raise money. It's a cause close to my heart. We have an obligation as a celebrity, as a voice, to raise money to take down muscular dystrophy. So if people want to attack me and say, ooh, it's just about my ego, they're wrong. I think that's what he says to Phil Donahue. That's my impression. I have no idea if he's... Sounded kind of convincing, though, didn't it? Didn't it sound pretty... I thought there was a pretty good job of acting. Is this where he meets this white guy? Hey, were you a baller? Like, he he meets a white guy in this This scene. This is a fucking... I have to go back and get it. They have the whole fucking episode of Donahue on here. You know... I'll have to skip around. Oh, God. Jerry Lewis, I guess, is supposed Look to... Look at that dimple on He's a, he's a huge asshole. Yeah, it would just be a, just a complete jerk. He moves around as good as you and me. He don't want to know where that came from. He's got it. But and without them, he ain't got it. Uh, just a couple of questions about the, you know, about the promotion. If you take dance lessons from Donahue Dance, we'll give, for every lesson, a dollar to muscular dystrophy. A couple of questions. Um, first of all, uh, who's monitoring that? Who's auditing that? And it's how do, public information. Uh, but how many? How many? Look, people look are at Lewis get defensive. He's such a turd. Sales that are Why you got a mop on your head? Uh, which is enhanced. What are you gay and fat? You're doing something good as well as doing something. A guy good. wants to go and learn to dance. And he and he does something so, for MD. Wait, rather than go to Rose and Phillips Dance Palace, two fat broads. Murray is going to give some of that money to yeah. people. He is doing two things. He's learning to dance. And his money is giving some good stuff. You see, I used to love Jerry Lewis when I was a kid, like his movies, because they were so goofy. But he is, I mean, I guess, I think I told you, Michael Connell, buddy of mine, saw him. Saw him, like, speak. This is obviously before he died, of course. And he was promoting his book. And he thought he was going to talk about, like, you know, character development or, like, stories of the movies he worked on. All he talked about was the money he made. You know, when Dean, Dean and I were working the Chicago Theater in 1951, we do eight shows a day. We charge a dollar seventy five. No, that's that, that was a nineteen fifty one. It's all dollars. about his wallet. It, 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 I'm like tickets for, baby. for an hour. He just talked about the money he made. Well, so I we cleared twelve thousand four hundred forty two dollars, and that was one show. Even now, one you watch, show. You watch these comics on these shows, and it's all them talking about ticket sales and yeah, like, oh, yeah. is that is that Live Nation? Oh, podcasts are great for ticket sales. They'll whip out their phone and fucking do dates and brag about how they're sold out. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like. And people like hearing that. It's oh, I like hearing the nuts and bolts of comedy. Yeah, yeah. Yet exactly. here we are, spinning gold. Look at it. Look at it. And you don't look like such a well, softy, or as you've said in your book, a do-gooder. Uh, There's nothing wrong with do-gooder. There's nothing wrong with the charity game, yeah. quote unquote, as you wrote. But There's it, nothing wrong with caring. There's nothing wrong with. Corning. What did I say? I'm legitimate, Jack. Corn crying, spreading my emotions through comedy and through seriousness, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. We need more people. I had to go to a muscular dystrophy camp because my stepdad loved Jerry Lewis, and he was big involved in the MDA. Those fucking kids were scary looking. Well, just all just war- they're, they're all fucking tightened up and in wheelchairs. Oh, it's so sad. <clears throat> it's like a bunch of rigor mortis like corpse. Oh, it's so bad. Listen up, listen up. 
he's such an asshole. There might be something. Look at him. With. Look at him. He, he thinks he's at, he had his got moment you, there. You fucking Jew. yeah. You listen. No, no he's, he's you. You fucking, you Mick. Uh, you Irishman. Yeah. You fucking Mick. What do you think you, you're you, doing? Whatever the your dunce hat. I, I guess Lewis is was, again just a mean guy, like not a good guy. That doesn't change. Well, we don't have a. That's all right. I'll put it on. Yeah, crack out the smoke. Okay. I'm cracking out the smoke on air. Maybe something wrong. Is it possible that you are stealing from people? Look at him smoking a butt, man, right on air. If you didn't want laughs, why didn't you get Billy Graham? He's still riding. Maybe something wrong with the attitude that develops on the part of many people. Hold on, stop the jokes. I'm trying to call you a thief here. And other efforts to accommodate the. The people who he's calling out the the, the the thing that, that we're still dealing with now in our culture. It's just the same fundraising industrial complex. Ooh, we'll have a fundraiser and like, you know, 25% of the money gets to the people. You know, there's an administrative side that has to all be paid off. It's all a scam. Yeah, you know, it's a scam child trafficking. Oh. Cats can't hold a polite <clears throat> conversation at about the size of it. Those are retired pro wrestlers right there. He's confronting them. Yeah, we have, I'll tell you what. As a token of my appreciation for you, I loved you in Major League Two. Wesley when you took Snipes over for Wesley, as good as you. <laughs> You're just as fast. Is this like the Undertaker's younger brother? Yeah. Oh, he popped that white boy. Hey, got a problem here? We ain't got no problem. Like you're 60. Oh, he obviously. What's going on here, Hannah? I keep seeing you boys out here. They just muff her away because she's a female cop. Yeah, absolutely. Being, oh, that's what's her face. This is a she's been town. in stuff. We don't need this. So, 1986, John Tesh's first appearance on Entertainment Tonight. Where were you when the Tesher fucking debuted? Man, I was 17. Years I didn't old. know he was a musician until oh. I only know him for Entertainment uh, Tonight. Yeah, I didn't know he was exactly. I, I knew him from Entertainment Tonight too. I didn't know. He was I knew a he was like a he's like a keyboardist, right? Didn't he? Yeah, didn't I he do so. the Bulls thing? The isn't that John Tesh? Yeah. So what else? What else here? Uh, 1950 ABC begins Saturday morning kid shows. Hmm. 1987 Dirty Dancing opens in the U.S. Uh, I remember that that movie was big. You know, I never saw it in the theater. Really? And that would have been a movie for me to see in the theater. Uh, oh, I went all the way down. Do you want to watch the Dirty Dancing trailer? Because you've seen that movie. You know, I've only seen bits and pieces. I've never actually watched it pillar to post. Oh, let's see. Let's get this. Let's get the trailer. Cause I had the time of my life and I never, f- you know, this movie was very like Catskill Jewy. Oh, me. totally. And then they, they let, there we were. Isn't this, that, no, they have, she's like the wind on this. Didn't, uh, didn't, uh, uh, he get to make if his I own ever song. Achieve anything, she's like the wind. They're going to come back and listen to this podcast. I will be canceled instantaneously. Can't play that. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You'll immediately get. Yeah, uh, let, let's just watch the. We don't have to even hear it. Look at that. Oh, look at they fucking grind on each other. This is a very sexual movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was. Was your honestly, mother appalled by this? No, my my mom actually <clears throat> liked this movie. I remember, but 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 me seeing this at that age, got still, your rod still all being, hard. No, but yeah, I, I would have been bummed out though. I would have been bummed out. Like, there's no one in my life. <laughs> I'm 18. This is dork. too long of an opening scene. When did the big chill come out? 83. So this is before the Big is, Chill hype made this possible. Why the Big? Why is the Big Chill related to this movie in any way? Because isn't that form? like the same? I heard that music. It's just the same no, montage. No, it's not. No, you don't know what you're talking about. All right, don't get angry. <laughs> the Big Chill has like I, a I good soundtrack. Eaten, no, I'm actually, I'm getting short tempered. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this was a pre. I mean, 
I never saw. I wouldn't have seen it though. I wouldn't have seen this movie because it just is, you know, dancing and shit. It's just not my thing. Because you know? I've heard the Big Chill soundtrack and it has this kind of music on it. Well, no, because the Big it, Chill it, takes place in the fifties, right? No, the Big Chill takes place in modern day America in nineteen eighty three, and, and it's a bunch of boomers who were radicals Gold back in the sixties. Right? And, and they were claiming they were radicals. They're actually middle aged white middle middle class white folks who thought they were radicals because they yelled a little bit. But they uh, the, the, and the music is all from the sixties. It's all like you know, yeah, you can't always get. It's, it's good, all like yeah. it's in the sixties. This is like from like late fifties. This is the, there's an abortion subtext. Most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room. Um, that nose was this after they fixed her nose? No, this is before. Oh no, no, she didn't get a nose. That ruined her career. Destroyed it. That's wild. Destroyed it because she. I mean, listen, she's a leading woman here. I mean, she was in Dances with the Stars, and it was like, oh, that's Jennifer Grey. I didn't even recognize her. But again, she should have followed the fucking Barbara Streisand path and maintained her nose. Also, when I was younger, my sister loved this fucking movie. Oh, girls rubbed it out to Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Whenever I saw pawed this movie. Pawed at it. Just pawed at it. Oh. It really seemed like Patrick Swayze was 43 years old. Like hitting Well, he's a- old. Well, yeah, he, he's not like, I mean, he. I, I didn't buy it. Yeah, I, I just. I, I've seen it. It's, you know, it's actually good. It's a decent movie. 1986, Stand By Me. Uh, Did, never saw that in the theater. I would have liked that movie because I would have spoken to my my. I was just out of that phase of being a, a boy. I was now becoming a true teenager. I was seventeen. A boy. Uh, Nineteen eighty-eight. NBC premieres later with Bob Costas. Do you remember that show at all? Yeah, a little bit. Yes, I didn't. The I, first I, guest was Linda Ellerby. God. Uh, she was a dean, like a heavyweight reporter at one. Oh time. yeah, and she hosted the Nick News Show. I know her as like. 7 p.m. right when Nickelodeon was ending she was the buffer between Nick at Night and Nickelodeon so weird. Linda Ellerby yeah 1965 the American Football League's ninth franchise officially awarded to Joe Robbie the Miami Dolphins start the, oh they were the AFL in the AFL's Eastern Division in 1966 I thought they were an NFL team nope. I never knew that there you go I never knew that huh who was there you know, if I'm not mistaken, who was the first coach in, in Miami Dolphin history? I think it might have been a, a bear coach, like an Abe Gibron type uh, that was her first coach. Fucking Vince Evans or something. No. Oh, 66? Yeah. yeah, it was probably 66. Yeah, because they, yeah, it's the expansion here. Who was their first coach? Let's see. Uh, George Wilson. C- click on him. What's the link to him? I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. I, I probably am. Uh, George Wilson was a professional football and later coach for the NFL Detroit Lions and the AFL's Miami Dolphins. He attended Northwestern University. Uh, After being fired as the head coach of the Dolphins, he retired from football and entered the construction real estate business in (laughs) South Florida. That's hilarious. By 78, he had moved back to Michigan where he died of a heart attack in Detroit in 1978. Oh, you know, gee, what do you think? He got obese. uh, How much plaque lined his wall? (laughs) Men died of heart attacks in the 70s. If you watch any movie from that era, some dude has a grabber. Men were dropping like flies. It's from eating those steaks and those prime ribs and multiple dollops of sour cream on baked potatoes lathered in butter oh, for 35 years. John Tesh uh, did the NBA on NBC theme yeah, song. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, not the Bulls. Yeah. And then and then he all, Bailey also says Jennifer Gray and Patrick Swayze hated each other. Hmm. So that's, that actually puts up there. That's the, hmm. quite a good performance. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So this guy got fucking fat. So yeah, the Dolphins were in the AFL. I, I thought because then after him, it must have been Shua. Then they got Shua afterwards. Nineteen seventy six, the St. Louis Cardinals beat the San Diego Chargers twenty to ten in Tokyo, Japan, an NFL Expo. God, I had no recollection of that. I'll try and get some footage of that. Yeah, I, I tell you what, dude, I gotta. Are you want to wind it up? Yeah, I, I have a streak bonus right now. Okay, I got to do it. All right. You know. Um. Yeah. I guess that's I don't mean the to be rude. Yeah, I, mean, I apologize. Can I take like a to few a, minutes? Yeah, to absolutely. The show? Absolutely. Let's land, let's land it. Not I so don't abruptly. want to shut it off. We're landing into O'Hare versus Midway right now. Midway is an abrupt landing. You ever notice that with Midway? You hit the ground in a hurry there, and then it's immediate. Can we know? end it with just flying through the rest of it? Sure. All right. This will be. So we have uh, 87. The New York Mets beat the Chicago Cubs 23 to 9. 87. Earl Campbell retires from the NFL. 87? That's yeah. not right. That's not right. It's it's eighty five. That's not right. All right. Let's look it up. Well, I'm convinced it's eighty five. It's not eighty seven. I love how I put Erlen Campbell. Let's see. I could be wrong. He played. He might have officially. He could be an official retiring. He played in eighty six. It could be an official retiring thing though. He, he couldn't. He could. Be, like he literally got the shit kicked out of his body. I mean, literally got the shit kicked out of his body. His final 100-yard game was his only one in 85. Against what team, I wonder? The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Uh, that was, and uh, The date was uh, November 26th, he c- Campbell retired during the preseason of 1986, feeling that the beating he had taken during his career had taken too much of a toll. What did I say? You said 85. Yeah, but it was yeah. his last year. 1951, Bill Vex sends the midget to, to the plate. Ah, Eddie Goodell. 67, Ken Harrelson becomes the first free agent. Kurt Flood created the free agent thing, Yeah, but it, the Hawk was the first one. I'll take advantage of that, you know. 1980, Bill Gravec agrees to sell the White Sox to Eddie DiBartolo Sr. for $20 million. The AL owners block the sale. Yeah, DiBartolo was going was gonna to own the, uh, the 49ers he, he, and the White Sox. Yeah, he would have made them great. Uh, yes, I think uh, that's why they stopped it because they're like, we can't just have you come in and. Nah, I, I think I think they saw them because I'm sure he had mobbed up money as part of the. Dibatolo, fucking Italian. You know, anyway, 1994 awesome. DNA test links OJ Simpson to the murder of Nicole and Ron Goldman. Oh, well, he was. That's not the truth. That didn't happen. That was set up. 2007, the Texas Rangers beat the Baltimore Orioles 30 to three. 1982, Gaylord Perry gets ejected for throwing a spitter. I remember that game. 88, Mike Tyson and Mitch Green brawl at 4 a.m. in Harlem, and the plot to Rocky V was born. Uh, 1989, the L.A. Dodgers beat the Expos 1-0 in 22 innings. Rick Dempsey hits a home run. And I remember that, that was this week in TV history. I remember, I remember that game. I do, absolutely. They got some hip cars in this movie. They do got hip cars in this movie. Well, that was a hip-ass episode. Let's play the music to make it official. Exactly. So how did you feel about it? Good. Uh, I thought it was good. Absolutely, flowed well. I like yeah. it. Not having the, you know, doing it during the week, it it just is a different feel. It's sort of a. It, I think it's good to just get out of your comfort zone sometimes. We'll go back to the Saturday night format at some sometimes. Point. So it depends yeah. on whenever I'm off. Exactly. Exactly. KeithPazel.com for all the episodes of the show. I'm updating it constantly. Pay-per-view donations. It's how we run. Follow Crocious Insecure Comic, Comic on Twitter. Exactly. I am what, what's my hand? I don't even know what my uh, at Instagram. Insecure. It's just at Adam at, Crocious. Okay. Excellent. Uh, I am at Keith Pazel everywhere. I'm the only Keith Pazel on earth. Uh, we'll see you next week. We love you. Goodbye. Excellent. A lot of fun, people.